Welcome to the Go All In podcast. I'm your host, Robert Bruss, and today on the show, we have Jason Reardon. Jason is the winner of the inaugural Red Bull La Ultra Race, which took place last year in the Himalayas over a distance of 555 kilometers. That's right, you heard that correctly. As you'll also hear in today's interview, Jason is very humble about his win, but if you listen closely, you'll hear a deep determination like nothing you've ever heard before. Let's get started. G'day everyone. I trust that you're all doing well and you're managing okay in this crazy time that we're all going through. All's well here in Australia. Well, at least where I am here in Sydney, life's ticking along fairly normally. However, I'm feeling for the folks, for my friends and my family down uh, south of the border in Victoria who are still in a hard lockdown. That is not a pleasant experience at all. And we're thinking of you down there in the southern states. I'm certain that we're going to get on top of this pandemic. And as things uh, begin to turn around, things will open back up and life will return to something that resembles a little bit of normality much sooner rather than later. My focus beyond the Goal in podcast has been on the masterclass that I launched recently called Master Your Mind and Go All In. And I've been focusing on bringing people into the Goal In ecosystem and helping them to close the gap from where they are to where they want to be using what I teach in that masterclass. If you haven't seen that already, you can check it out at goallin.com.au forward slash masterclass. So I encourage you to pop on over and check out the introduction video there and you can see what it's all about. And if you're not already part of the Goallin Facebook group, please hit us up on our website or just search for the Goallin Facebook group in Facey and come on over and join in the fun over there as well. Okay, today on the show, we have Jason Reardon. Late last year, Jason and I were working on a subset of the Go All In show called Master Your Mind, and I encourage you to check that out over on our YouTube channel. You can find that at youtube.com forward slash go all in, and you can see the Master Your Mind playlist there. There's a bunch of interviews that Jason and I have done, and it's a lot of fun. Jason is a ex-infantry guy like me, although his skills are a little bit more advanced and a bit more refined as, than mine. Um, as he's an ex-Special Forces commando. Jason knows what it means to focus and how to remain motivated. And above all, he knows how to win ridiculously long endurance races. Now, if this is your first time here at the Go All In Show, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. We love our repeat offenders here at the Go All In podcast. Before we get into the show today, just take a little peek at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the app that you're listening in on. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll down and hit the subscribe button there as well. And don't forget to ring the bell. That way you'll always have some motivation and some go all in love right there in your pocket. Lastly, if you like what you hear today, please share this episode with your friends and your family. Jason has an important message to share and his story is absolutely epic. And if we can help just one or two people to break through their barriers and get unstuck, then Jason and I would have done our job here on the show today. Alrighty, let's get into this. Now, you've probably never heard of the Red Bull La Ultra Race. This race is conducted over five days in the Himalayas, and it takes competitors to peaks as high as 17,000 feet. And yes, you are assuming correctly, it is a running race. There is absolutely no doubt that this is an epic feat 
of human endurance and spirit. And Jason embodies absolutely everything it means to go all in, to commit, and to win. If you've ever wanted to know what it takes to compete in an ultra marathon and to win, then listen in closely as Jason explains exactly how he did it. I'm excited he's here, so please help me in welcoming Jason Reardon. Jason, how are you, mate? It's good to have you here. Yeah, awesome today. Going good. Awesome, awesome. I'm really excited about this one. I've been looking forward to doing this particular interview for quite a while, actually. I've been lucky enough in the last uh, year or so, and the regular listeners of the show would know this, to speak to a lot of different athletes in a lot of different sports, but this one kind of takes the cake, and this, this race takes the cake. So if you've already seen a couple of episodes of this show, you would have seen a little bit of background on Jason. If you haven't, make sure you pop on back and look at episode one. We're not doing these in any particular order, but in the very first episode, that is labeled correctly. You can't miss that in the playlist here in YouTube. So just go back and have a check as there. You'll get Jason's background. But if you don't want to do that, I'll give you like the, the top line version of it. He's from Canberra. He's an ex-army guy like me, so there's a couple of infantry guys standing behind a desk here talking this mindset stuff. But recently, you were in a in a race in of all places in the world in the Himalayas. In the Himalayas, and this race is called the Red Bull La Ultra. So L A La Ultra. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And the race was how long, you crazy man? Um, only 555 k's. Gosh. That is that is one one epic long race, and you were the uh, first person in the world to do it, and the winner yes. of that <laughs> inaugural race. Right? Was yeah. that that race run before or not? Before? Uh, not that distance. Not no. that distance. Yeah. So you're the first person in the world to have run a race that's 555 kilometers and to have won. Yeah. No other ultra marathon like that in the world. Uh, not in the Himalayas. No. Incredible. Yeah. Let's talk about that first before we go anywhere with yeah. this. What about that scenery? That is an incredible place. Oh, it's amazing. It's so beautiful, especially at the night, the night sky, the stars we up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's no light pollution at all in a no. place like that, is there? <laughs> yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah. How, how long were you in country before the race started? Um, the rules of the race are you have to be there for two weeks. Um, the race director's done that. He's a sports scientist, mm-hmm. so he's pretty switched on with all the acclimatisation and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's part of the requirement to do the race. And yeah, what, what is the altitude differentials that you go through? We have no mountain. <laughs> for the people overseas watching that have never been to Australia, we are at altitude right now in my apartment that's like 10 metres above the ocean. That's as big as the hills get here in Australia. Yeah. There is no mountains. And I've even climbed Mount Kosciuszko down in the National Park. You would have done that yeah. being from Canberra. And what is that? It's like 3,000 feet or something. 2,200 metres? Well, the, yeah, yeah, it's like it's very, very small. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing at all. What were the elevations that you were experiencing? Um, so we fly into a town that's called Lay. It's in Ladakh, and it's about, I think, 3,600 metres. Yeah, so you're at 6,000 yeah. 6, feet. Yeah. yeah. Straight away. Straight away. And yeah. what, what about the acclimatisation, the altitude? Did, were you short of breath? Was that hard? Um, yes, yeah, very hard. Like, just walking down the street, you lose your breath. What does it feel time. like? Does it feel like, like um, you've... Run a race? What, what does that feel like? Yeah, just like you've done really hard exercise. But you're only walking. Yeah. And you're not sweating. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Did that happen at the start and you went, oh my God, I wasn't ready for that? Or did um, you experience it before? So going back to last year, I did the 2-2-2. Right. In uh, the same place? Yeah. Same oh, race. Okay. So you experienced it. Distance. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'd arrived last year and I, there was these stairs that they're about 400 metres in length. Yeah. Um, about 100 metres in elevation. I remember just going, yeah, I'll be able to do this like six or seven times. So I got out there, got my sports gear on. 
Started to take off, got 30 metres in, and I was like, keel it over. I'm going to die on a staircase here in the Himalayas. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first experience last year. Yeah, yeah right. And what? how long does it take you to acclimatise for your body to adjust to it? Um, the first day, you don't do anything. You just sit, sit down and just drink heaps of water. Yep. Um, probably about three or four days before your headache, because you get headaches as well. Because you're lightheaded, you don't yeah. have the same oxygen uptake, right? Yeah. So about yeah. three or four days. Yeah, right, right. I, I've um, been lucky enough to done a bit of uh, hypoxia training. Oh, yeah. um, so when I was at the parachute school in the army, we we did all the hypoxia training in the um, barometric in the chambers where they take you. It's not. It's the opposite of scuba diving, right? And in scuba diving, they take you back down yep. to get the bubbles out of your your blood if you get a little bit bent. If the nitrogen comes in your blood, that's what the bends is, and. Uh, for aviators and for paratroopers jumping out at altitude, they take you up to altitude. And part of the training that they do is they help you to understand what hypoxia is and how that affects you and, and what goes on. And you know what? Hypoxia feels really, really good. It feels really good. <laughs> yeah. And it's the, it's a silent killer for aviators and for paratroopers and stuff like that. If you're at altitude anywhere above about... It's above about 14,000 feet in an unpressurized aeroplane where you need to be on oxygen. You're supposed to be on oxygen above 10,000 feet, okay. but it really starts to affect you at about 14,000 feet. And they take you all the way up to 18,000 feet in the chamber, and you're sitting in the... It's kind of like sitting in a bathroom is kind of what it reminded me. It's like you're all sitting around a bathtub, and this pressurized thing they take up there, they take the pressure out, and you're wearing a, a, like a mask like a fighter pilot would wear, like this mask, right? Yeah. And they give you a, um, a cube and the cube has squares like a child's toy, and they, they chuck the and when they chuck the cube to you, it's your turn to take your mask off. Yeah. And you take your mask off and you just breathe normally and it feels all very normal. It feels like very normal. And then I can remember feeling this like warm like sensation, like oh. and it's like <laughs> euphoric. Yeah. Like and down the back of my neck and I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then like, put your mask on, Rob. What? Put your mask on, Rob. <laughs> put your damn mask on <laughs> and you're like put the mask on and you're like man if you had it went for another 30 40 seconds like that you'd be like oh, that's yeah. the end of you and you pass out and then of course you know the, all the other bad stuff that happens like that so i'm always really interested to to hear people's experiences at altitude because there i was in the chamber like that and i guess it's a controlled environment and they're doing that deliberately to make you feel that hypoxia but if you go above ten thousand feet you start to feel like that. Yeah. And but you get acclimatized to it and people live there. Yeah. And it's kind of normal. It's not a big deal, right? What about running a race and doing exercise there for heaven's sake? Oh yeah, it's way different. Um so the town was at three thousand five hundred yeah. and our highest peaks were at seventeen thousand eight hundred feet. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's like me in the chamber yeah. going, Whoa <laughs> Obviously not there the whole time. Yeah. And you yeah. spend the week going up higher and stuff, coming down and that. Oh right. So you were, you spend some time acclimatizing yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll go up to the peak, spend about half an hour up there, mm -hmm. and just come back down for the day and do that multiple times. And during the race, what do you do? Just run over the peak? Just as fast as you can, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> what, did you get up to the top of the hill and go, <laughs> what, what does it feel like? Um, just getting up there. You can't you can't run, obviously, yeah. because of the oxygen. You just can't, um, yeah. So you're walking from about 5,000 metres yeah. up so, to the five and a half, so yeah. about 500 metres in elevation. Yeah. Um, just get there and just got to get straight over. If you start there for too long. Still got game over because you've you uh, still got 400 k to go. There's no one there shouting at you to tell you to put yeah, your mask on. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I would have passed out on the top of the hill there. Yeah. So how far in the race are you when you when you reach that first peak? So there's five peaks. There's one every 100 k. Yeah, right. So that one was 
we started climbing at about 30 k's in. Mm-hmm. So that's is that the first peak that yeah, you that's encounter? That's the highest one. Oh, righto. Yeah. Excellent. And and what about, I've got to ask, I'm sorry if they seem like boneheaded questions, but it's a pretty crazy thing that you did. What about when you're running up that peak there? You're 30 kilometres into the, the race. This is a yeah. long race. It's going to go for the better part of a week. You must have been questioning your choices <laughs> when you're kind of walking up that hill. You know, I, I remember in the infantry carrying a heavy pack and walking around with a machine gun and walking up the hill and they would say, lean into the hill, let the hill do the work. The hill doesn't do any work. It's my little legs that are doing the work and my little legs can't keep up. And I would question my career choices at that particular point. And, you know, I would lift my head up and look around. There was always someone doing it a bit tougher going, oh, it sucks to be that guy. And then that would kind of propel yeah. me forward. But what, what about you and your mindset and what, what happened when you were approaching those things? Um... I guess you just take the small steps at a time because every we had checkpoints every twenty k, so it's a, just thinking about getting to that next checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few other runners in the race, so sometimes you'd hang out with them and just chat. Mm-hmm. Um, we we um, copped a snowstorm. Gosh! So it was raining for the first thirty k's, and it was snowstorm for the next sixty k's. As you're rising up at yeah. altitude, the rain yeah. turns into sleet, turns into snow. Yeah, like that. Gosh! So yeah, it was like snow about that deep. What are you wearing? Just walking through, just normal running clothes. Um, short? You're not wearing shorts, surely. I was wearing shorts until... Until the snow. Oh, even further. Really? Maybe 60... Uh, about 60k. It was okay? I was warm, I was running. I had mm. like a jacket on. Yeah. A windproof jacket and that. And your legs not cold? No, not at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> or I couldn't feel them. Or you couldn't feel them, or you weren't thinking about it. There's yeah. one or the other, something happening there, right? Yeah. Awesome. So what's it feel like to hit that first checkpoint in this big epic race that you're in that must have been like a quite almost like a relief a big big achievement yeah um well the first checkpoint was 20k so i'll just skip that one mm-hmm. just kept going you were right you're yeah. good keep going and um the next checkpoints um they had the hot food there hot noodles and soup so yeah it's mm-hmm. good you have something to eat yeah, yeah. move just on just quickly yeah. Yeah. yeah didn't stop for too long and, and a big long race like that there's markers that you have to achieve right you need to be at that point by a certain time otherwise you get scrubbed from the race right yes, it's not yeah. not an indefinite thing what, what are what are the first markers um i can't remember off the top, top of my head but due to the snowstorm um we had to be at the top of this first pass by a certain time and half the field got knocked out oh really yeah how many people started um about 80 i think and half of them were were canned yeah. in the first at the first bit yeah Gosh, that must have been disappointing for them. Big number, yeah. <laughs> well, they've travelled, some of them travelled from America and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, so imagine. Big, big trouble. Yeah. yeah. And so you got on the other side of that peak, on the other, was it was it storming? Was it still snowing and raining on the yeah, other side? Yeah. And you just kept going? Kept going, yeah. Were you running downhill? Because it feels good to run downhill like that. What's uh, it feel like to run down from 17,000 feet? It's actually pretty hard. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah, same thing, you can't breathe. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. So, um, just walk down a bit, maybe two, three hundred metres down in elevation. Yeah. And start jogging, walking, jogging, walking. Like a trot? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have a stack? You ever like fall over? Not in this one. Not in that one? <laughs> no. Yeah, gosh, you wouldn't want to fall over. Is it like, is it jagged rocks or is it actually like a track? Um, this one's all right. It's like a road. Oh, so, so I was okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, straight off the side, straight down. You can mm-hmm. see um, parts of cars that are rolled off the side. Yeah, gosh. The army's up there. So yeah. you, they've got a lot of convoys in there. Yeah. And their trucks are falling off pretty... Somebody misjudged it yeah. and you end up in the ditch down the bottom of the hill. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Listen often. to me saying hills. They're not hills. They're <laughs> bloody mountains, right? Yeah. They're, what's that like when you see that? Because we don't, just don't have that anywhere like that in Australia. Yeah, you just can't... You can't compare it to Australia. Mm. Like, I speak to my mates back here and that, and you're trying to, like, um, explain where you are, explain the difficulty in breathing, mm. and they just... You can't. Yeah. Mm. It's mm. amazing views. Just beautiful. Yeah, the first time I went to New Zealand... 
um, I was I was we got out of the airport and I was driving north and I was driving along you know you're in a foreign place watching what I was doing and I it just felt like Australia, you know, it's exactly yeah. the same. The people are very similar to us. And, and I looked out the car window like that and I was like, wow, look at that. And I actually stopped the car and got out. So I'd never seen mountains like that before. And I travelled all over the world, but I'd never seen mountains like that in New Zealand. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, I had a few Nepalese mates that were from that part of the world. And, yeah, the photos that they showed me were just like, just unbelievably majestic. There was a picture of you I saw in a, in a blog post. You were running along. It looked like a photo of a drone had taken a photo of you or from some angle and you were on a road and it's like 27 kilometres down there is the tree line. Yeah. And yeah. there's this big picture, you're in the dead centre of it, looks like the photo's from here and then all the way in the distance is there. You look like just a little <laughs> ant in this giant expanse. You must. Does it make you feel small when you're in a place like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Brings everything back into perspective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the world's a big place, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just a little, little tiny part of that. Such a tiny little blip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> often often I sit here in this in this apartment and I sometimes look out the window and contemplate the ocean and particularly when it's really quiet here and it's really still and it's just beautiful, especially first thing in the morning when it's really calm and it kind of makes you feel small because you look at the water lapping against the shores there and it's been there for like millions of years yeah. and i'm here for such a short amount of time don't waste it right don't waste a second yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah tell me what's the what's the favorite part is there a highlight in the scenery there that you went through um back to the last year 222 mm -hmm. i come up the same pass up the first pass but there was no storm so clear night i remember just looking back and just seeing all the stars you can see right out into china Wow. And, um, yeah, just uh, 8,000 8, metre peaks as well, off in the distance. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Incredible, right? Yeah. And that stays with you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really much. stays with you. Did, we, did you. did you snooze on the ground there? Were you snoozing? Where, where did you sleep? Um, in this race of 555, not for a while. So um, I kept going up and over, probably about the 111k mark. So that was the end of the first race. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a little house there that we could stop at. So mostly I just ate, had about a 20 minute nap. Yeah. That was 20, oh sorry, 18 hours in. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything except sit at a desk all day and like eight hours in, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired, I want to go home. That's like an epic thing, man. Yeah. That's a big achievement. So you, you ran and you did activity for 18 hours. You slept for, so I, I assume that you stopped and rested for about an hour? Or was it just like 20 minutes? Yeah, probably an hour. About an yeah. hour in total. Yeah. And then you, you went again. What time is it? Yeah, I was feeling good because I was the first one. I was third across the 111 mark. Yeah. Um, out of all the all the distances. So that included the 111, the 222 and the 333. Yeah. Um, I was third across. So I thought, you know, I've got this lead. Um, the other guys are struggling a bit. So I'll just have a rest. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And you rested for an hour. And yeah. then you get up. And, and what, do you, what do you say to yourself? All right. And I put my shoes back on. Yeah. Here we go, let's, let's do this. Are, are you, like, excited by it? Are you motivated? What are, what are you feeling? Or is it just automatic? Um, it's early on, so it's pretty automatic. Just mm. get it done. Um, later on, that's where your support crew comes in. But this early on, you can just get up, get ready and go. You were fine. Just made a decision to keep running. Yeah. Have you ever, like, been around home and just wanted to get out of bed at night time and just go running? Don't care what anyone says. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> when my mind's racing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I asked that in jest that I'm making fun of you a little bit, but I actually, you know, sometimes after a long day, I've been sitting at my desk for hours at a time and 
um, you know, 11 o'clock rocks around, and you're like, you know what, I haven't had a workout yet. Yeah. And I'll just get in the car <laughs> and go to the gym. Or I'll get, I'll put my shoes on and I'll just go out here and I'll just go train out here at 11 o'clock at night when there's nobody <laughs> around. And, you know, some of the, some of the best sessions and yeah. workouts I ever had. Good habits like too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. And you come, you come back, come home, have a shower, and man, sleep like a baby. You know, the last thing you do at the, at the end of the day is exercise like yeah. that. So, you, so tell me, you run through the night. Yep. Um, so we start at six pm. We mm-hmm. ran through the night. Um, arrived the next morning at the first finish spot about probably about ten am. Right. I'm guessing eleven am. So um, your body, your body clock's kind of okay anyway. So you're awake. Yeah. What about three, three, four o'clock in the morning when your circadian rhythms kind of you're supposed to be in an REM sleep there, and yeah. there you are, like, <laughs> running along like a crazy person. Yeah. Was that okay? Yeah, the first few nights were right. Yeah. It's more later on. Yeah, towards the end. <laughs> yeah. 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 So for the people that don't know that are watching this video and listening to this podcast, Jason was actually in the Australian Army Commandos, so he was in Special Forces, and I, I wanted to ask you, and I deliberately saved the question, I haven't asked you, the selection course and the barrier tests that you do to go on selection are really hard. It's very, very physical, and part of what they do is sleep deprivation, which makes everything that much harder. Yeah. What about this? Did that compare, or was this harder? <laughs> uh, honestly, this is harder. Yeah? Yeah, in most aspect, aspects. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. What was it that was harder? Um, the sleep deprivation was a lot longer. Mm. Is, so, And just constantly moving. Like When um, selection, we got to rest a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of lateral thinking and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So this one's just constantly on the move. Yeah, it's not always about being the fittest soldier out there to be in SF, right? You, you have to be fit. You have yeah. to be physically able and fit, but you don't have to be like an ultra athlete to go and do something True. like that do you yeah yeah any any what i discovered is i knew i've known a lot of sf guys over the years that just have a uh, a good baseline of fitness and they're a little bit better than most people and they've yeah. just got a little bit more yeah. mental endurance to keep going <laughs> they don't quit right yeah, yeah pull that shit pull that shit out of your pocket right in a bit i'm not quitting I'm not, not giving much. you that shit that's the way it works right yeah nice one nice one so take me through the next day what happened the next day um, next day, so we come over the palace and it's a big flat area now. So it's about, I think, 70k, just a flat road. Right. A few, a few little hills. Almost like a double marathon there. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, heat of the day. And you're down, down at low? Yeah, back at three, three and a half thousand metres. So you've gone up from three to 17, then back down to, yeah, so well, 6,000 feet there? Yeah, so three and a half thousand metres yep. up to five and a half thousand metres. Yeah. And now we're back down. Probably even down a little bit further, mm-hmm. and just along this like long flat road. Mm-hmm. What's the scenery? What are you looking at when you're running? Um, just a road. <laughs> does, it, does it look like the moon? Because pretty barren, pretty yeah, barren, yeah, right? It is, it's barren. And you're there. above the tree line there. Um, prob- no, not really, not there. Not quite. Yeah, so we just sort of side there's heaps of mountains and stuff. Mm-hmm. Beautiful views mm-hmm. still. Anyone driving past? Uh, a few locals. That's our idea. It's pretty pretty quiet. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Not, not, not on the way out, more on the way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about your support crew? Do they see you? Do they drive past and go, oh, come on, man, I'm here? <laughs> oh, if they're doing their job. <laughs> no, they were great. My support crew was great. How many so, people in your support crew? Um, originally, um, I had two, mm-hmm. but they were new to the whole thing, so they were just learning. So mm-hmm. we changed them out with two other crews. Right. Because you get tired as well as support crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Just as tired as the runners. So um, we got two new teams in, and they just swapped over mm-hmm. throughout the remainder of the race. Very so nice. my first one was two. The next two had about five or six people each mm-hmm. in each one. So big, big support crew. Yeah, huge. Yeah, they were all supplied by locals and that. So. Have you ever run a race with support like that before? No. So that's the first time? Yeah. Was that good? That must have been fun. Yeah. 
So you turn up there and they're like giving you stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Taking your shoes off for you. <laughs> yeah, I massage my feet <laughs> If you want to, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like that, gosh. Yeah. You just, I didn't know. They don't, I don't know that. No. <laughs> Not that you're going to tell us about it on camera anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the next day you're running 70 kilometres on pretty much on the flat at lower altitude. Yeah. Is the weather heating up? Um. Not that day, it wasn't too bad. It's okay. it was more, more raining in the morning as well. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get too hot, maybe mid-20s. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty cold day. And you, what happened? You get into a groove, get into a groove of jogging in a rhythm, yeah. heart, lungs, all good. Still pretty feet, early on. Feet good. Still pretty early on for this race. So, yeah, in a pretty good groove, feeling good. No demons? No, no, not yet. None? No, not at all. <laughs> Jesus, <mate. laughs> a few, few little pains and stuff, but... Yeah. Niggling? Yeah. Just well, like, um, do you feel something you, like in your hip or it's feet, leg or feet. Oh, your feet? So your feet get bruised up. Yeah. Some of the constant impact. Yeah, yeah. And what about the soles of your shoes? You must have big soles in your shoes to protect yourself from all the yeah. rocks and stuff. Yeah. So we're yeah. a brand called Hoka, and they've got a big three, uh, three centimeter, four centimeter sole. Yeah, right. And um, really soft foam too. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they're good shoes. Yeah. They protect your feet. Yeah, and joints and that from impact. Yeah, nice. And what are you wearing as you're running in the in the rain? You're wearing shorts. Are you wearing um, a singlet? This stage it's daytime, so I'm back in shorts again. Yeah. And just a plain T-shirt. Just a normal T-shirt. And a camelback? No. No camelback. So our support crew joined us from the 100K, or 87K, I think mm-hmm. it is. And they can follow us now for the rest of the race. Right. So the first 87K is a solo, mm-hmm. but because of the altitude and the altitude sickness, it's a requirement that the support crew follows us now for the right. remainder of the race, just okay. in case anything happens. Can you get altitude sickness when you come down? Yes. Yeah, so, so it's not just while you're up there, right? And you come off the off the mountain, then you're down in the flat. You can get it still affects you, right? So because you're going up and over, yeah, that's still affecting you the next day. Yeah, the day after. Did it affect you? Did you tell any physio- physiological no, I was things? Right. I was fine. Yeah. yeah. What about your shortness of breath and your acclimatization? Um, was that okay? By then. So I could eat, I could run most of the way down as well. So it was no issue. No, only up the very top. Right. So maybe four four thousand eight hundred meters and above. But it's a very small part of the race. Yeah. So you're on the you're on the next day, seventy clicks on the flat. Yep. What, where's the next checkpoint? Um the next resting house is at two hundred and twenty two. And um that is the next checkpoint actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's the next that's the actual next race yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. End of the next race. Yeah, so that's my next cutoff is so you're gonna make that cutoff. Yeah, and were you making did you make it ahead of some other people or were there some other people ahead of you? What um, where when were I rested, you? a lot of people went past me, mm-hmm. which was fine. Um, so I was just playing catch up now. Yeah, right. And how long did you rest up there? Um, at the second one, two, two, two. Another, another two hours, I think. Two hours. Yeah, have something to eat. Yep. Have a bit of food. Yep. Did you have a little, little kip. Yeah, I did. So yeah. I arrived there, I think, eleven p.m. Right. Around that, and I actually sorry midnight after midnight it was. Had a big feed. Tried to get some real food in, mm-hmm. and then had an hour sleep. Mm-hmm. Lying flat on a bed? Or are you yes. lying on the ground? Or a oh, there's a bed. There's a bed there. Yeah, very lucky. This race is really organised. So at the rest yeah. houses, they've got rooms. You just If there's room, if no one's in there, just pile in there. It's I'm not like there. you're laying on a ground sheet outside looking at the stars. It's no, like yeah, it's a bit more civilised. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not very civilised because it only goes for one hour. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, man. If that. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, years ago, I rode my push bike from Brisbane to Sydney. And I rode from Melbourne to Adelaide as well. And on those bike rides, we would do sessions on the bike. It was a charity ride that we did when I was in the Navy. And we went inland and 
all of, there's a bunch of like ten sailors wearing their whites in this country town, and people would be like, "What the hell? What is this?" <laughs> and we'd be like, "We're raising money for charity," and every, all the locals came out, and we had some town receptions and stuff like that, and it was really re- incredible experience. And I think on that trip we raised about twenty thousand dollars. It was a lot of money yeah. just for going around and wearing a uniform. It was kind of cool. Anyway, we would cycle for about two hours and then you'd get on the bus if you wanted to for about half an hour and you could ride as much or as little as you wanted to and I figured I'd try and ride the whole way and see how it'd go but of course I didn't have the kilometers in my legs and I definitely couldn't ride the whole way like that so I was doing about 90 minutes on about 30 minutes off 90 minutes on 30 minutes off and at the end of the day when it all finished as soon as I was horizontal (laughs) boom my brain just went "Uh uh-uh that's it you're not getting anything else. That's it. As soon yeah. as I was horizontal, my eyes came to the bottom. I was asleep. And then there was someone waking me. Hey, come on, it's time to go. <laughs> time to go where? I just lied down. No, no, you've been asleep <laughs> for 10 hours. Come on. <laughs> like literally going to bed at 7 o'clock at night time because I was just shattered from that amount of activity because my body wasn't used to it. Yeah. But there was no way on earth that I could get out of bed after just one hour. Like how did you, how did you pull yourself out of it? Um, just had to do it. Just got up. Like, um, did your body clock wake you up? Or did you have an alarm? What, nah, what sorry, I had an alarm, yeah. Um, my support crew, I said, you know, mate, wake me up at this time. So they'd always come in anyway. And um, just get up, like, just have to do it. I've got the goal. I've got what I want to do. And to get that, you've got to get up. So it's already my mind. That was it? Yeah. Just get up. <laughs> just get up and go. <laughs> I've, I have to look at the camera because I just, like, what you're saying is, like, man, that's impressive, like. Yeah. I just from my experience, my personal experience, you know, the other day I got back on my paddleboard, I was telling you before, I got back on my paddleboard for the first time in must have been six months since my shoulder's been better. And I've been rehabbing myself, I'm better, I feel like a million bucks, I feel strong as because I hurt myself on my paddleboard, so I've been a bit gun shy of going out there. Yeah. I went and paddled around the bay here and mustn't have been more than about ninety minutes of activity. But I came home, I had a shower, I had some food. I laid my sorry ass down in the bed and I was like out like a light for about two hours. No joke. And it's, I think maybe because I was doing an activity I haven't done for quite a long time and it yeah. was, it's the whole body physical exertion as well. It's not just all the training that I've been doing in the last couple of months. It's like a full body workout. And I was absolutely shattered from that. And to get up and to go again, I'm like, <laughs> man, what is, what's driving you? What, what's happening in your mind? Um... I'm a very focused person, always very determined. Um, so I just want to get to that finish line. How do I get a piece of that action? <laughs> what, what do I need to do in my mind and the people watching and listening? What can they do to, to get a bit more determination like that? Because no matter how determined I am, I'm physically yeah. unable. Like, I just, I'm shattered, man. I like, I can't, like, Jace, man, I can't, I can't, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you actually can, can't yeah, you? Yeah, everyone can. Yeah, you We're can. are so much capable of, of mm. everything, you know, more than what we think. Yeah. Um, that's a big important thing. I guess you just got to have that that passion or that that goal that's bigger than yourself as well. Mm. So I like to inspire other people. Mm. So if I stay in bed, I'm not going to be inspiring many people. Mm. So I've got to get out there mm. and show them what's possible. Yeah, and by getting up and doing that, that's that's part of it. That's beautifully said, man. I'm staying in bed because it feels good. <laughs> not, not inspiring anybody. <laughs> Hopefully we get to inspire you here at the Go All In show and with mastering your mind, absolutely, that's a bit of inspiration. So take me through, uh, you get out of bed after an hour of sleep, you crazy person, and I'm going to keep referring to you as that, but that's <laughs> that is that's epic, man. So what's the next leg look like for you? Here we are in, uh, in leg number three. Okay, so back up a bit. Sorry, I'm not quite at 222 because we're at the 222 finish, but I've still go up and down the pass 
So right. we're about 180, that's what I want to say. So we've got another path to go up and down. Yep. So it's still snowing. It's been snowing all night. It's night time. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's ice all over the road. So just got to get up and start, start that pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, half asleep. Is it, is it slippery? Um, down there it's not because we haven't hit the snow line yet. Yep. So um, that's about halfway up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, dark, very dark. So just getting that Headlamp? zone. Headlamp? Yeah. Just getting that zone and just start one foot off the other again. Yeah. And you can't really see. How far can you see ahead of you? Uh, 10 metres, 20 metres. But you can the ambient light or oh, is yeah. it raining see, and stuff? Or? Um, you can still see the mountains. Yeah, silhouetted. Yeah. But um, the stars aren't out, obviously, because it's snow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just keep walking on. <laughs> you know, one of the most magical parts of um, of living here in Cronulla is being out there at night time on the water yeah. or just out in the bush or on the beach by yourself at night time. It's just, I don't know, I'm just a bit of a, a romantic when it comes to those things. Just, I just love nature. I love being outside. I love the ocean and I love all of those things. And often I'll be out at my, on my paddleboard at sunset in summer because yeah. we don't see the sunset here. Um, on the eastern part of Australia because the sun goes behind yeah. the, the land, right? It's particularly in Sydney as well because it goes behind the Great Dividing Range. And I find if I go out and paddle probably two or three kilometres offshore, I can see the sunset. Right. So I get it like it looks like it is in Western Australia. It's kind of cool. Awesome. And, and I sit out there by myself sometimes and just think, Man, I'm so lucky, it's so, so beautiful. What about in the, in the Himalayas at night time by yourself? Give me some romance. What was that like? Oh, it's just unbelievable. Just, you just look up at the stars. It's all dark, not 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 this night, the other nights. It's all dark, and um, there's nothing around. It's like silent. Mm. It's just you and the mountains, and you look off into a distance. Just more mountains, more mountains. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, it's peaceful. Any animals? Is there like bugs and insects? And... Um, not so much. Not up there. No. Yeah. There is like some wild dogs and that. Yeah. But they're off doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah. at night time they're asleep anyway, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so you go up the pass, you come back down the pass. Yeah, so we've gone up the pass um, near the top. Uh, the crew cars couldn't go up because the ice in the road, so they had to stop and just wait for us to go up and come back down. Mm-hmm. Um, had a bit of an argument with my crew, so the fatigue was setting in. So you, you yeah. argue with them or them with you? A bit Me, of both. Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah. Um, I knew cutoffs were going to be really close throughout the whole race after the first pass mm-hmm. because we all had our goals up until then and then the snowstorm just threw everything out of whack. Um, so I'm looking at my, uh, my watch and we're talking to my crew and I'm like, I'm not going to make it, you know, I'm not going to make it. And they're like, you'll make it, you'll make the next one. I'm going, not the next part, not the next cutoff, it's the one after that I'm worried about and then the one after. Yeah. It's all going to start when I lose that. It's snowballs, yeah. 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 And they just couldn't understand that because they're new to it all. Mm-hmm. Um, not their fault. They're doing an awesome job otherwise but just... Not understanding that you need to hustle, you need mm-hmm. to get there quick. Mm-hmm. So I sort of had an argument. Um, one of them was meant to walk up the pass with me, but I just just ran off. You just went. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't wait. Like, you know, normally when I have an argument here at home as well, I go out and do some exercise. <laughs> so you did the same thing, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So I was power hiked all the way up. It was probably about six k's by myself. Yeah. Right. Um, the race officials were up there. They mm-hmm. made sure I was all right because I was by myself. They were a bit worried. Mm. And um. Just come straight back down. What'd you say? I had an argument with my wife down at the bottom of the pass there. I'll, I'm all right. I'm good. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, I just told him what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm cool, no and what happened when you like walked 150 metres? Did you calm down and get back on your game? Uh, it took me a bit longer. 
still a bit angry. But yeah. yeah. Did you pick up a rock and throw it or anything? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no. just think of my behaviour, how I behave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was putting all my energy into into the fast yeah. walking. Yeah, yeah, just turn it inside where it's that's where it's supposed to go, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And I got out there pretty quickly actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you turn around and come down, and your crew yeah. are waiting there for you. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything. Did you kiss right. and make up? Yeah. Or did you just <laughs> go? Were you, were you, did you say anything, or did you just move on? Um. No, we probably just had a bit of a normal talk. Nothing, nothing bad. You didn't get I thought it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hold a grudge for six kilometres up and down? <laughs> would have been a long grudge. Yeah, it would have been. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what happens next? What's the next leg? Uh, so we're just going back down to, it, to the 2-2-2 finish now. So mm-hmm. where I'd stopped before, you come up and back past that. So we're coming down there. And um, what time was it? I don't know what the time was, but I, I was going to have another rest. So I had another rest there. And spoke to the organisers of the race. And just about crews and everything, about the experience of a cruise, and that's when we made the change. Right, you swapped them out. Cruise, yeah. yeah. And they'd been awake for a good 24 hours anyway. Yeah, really hard for them so, as well, right? Yeah, yeah they're tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though they said they weren't, they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sleep deprivation is one of those things that is really taxing on people, isn't it? It's really, yeah. really hard. In fact, you know, there's been a lot of studies to, to show that sleep deprivation is more effective than waterboarding people. Yeah. yeah, it's the most effective <laughs> form of torture in in the world. And for all the new uh, the new parents out there, and you're about to be a new parent as well, you are about to discover that yeah. sleep deprivation <laughs> is hell. Yeah. I've already had practice. So. Oh yeah, yeah, you got a little bit of practice, but your missus hasn't, right? Yeah, so true. you're gonna have to help her a lot there. I'm gonna put it on the public record. He's going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's happening next? You swap a crew out. What's the next leg look like for you? We're coming up to sunrise in the third day. Now? Um, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's is, all sort is, of merges together. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is any of that happen? Like, yeah. is there any? Is there a bit of delirium in there, and maybe a bit of hallucination happening in there with the altitude, the food, the exercise? Yeah, not yet, not hallucinations yet. Not yet, but um, not yet. It did happen. Yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah, big time. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's the next pass. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm going about to head to now. That's where you're going to now. You're going to the next pass. Yeah. So. Um, because you've been awake for so long as well, it's hard to recall everything. Yeah. And um, your memory just doesn't quite work properly. Yeah. So I'm not sure what what the day or time is here. But yeah, just back on the road. Um, it's all fairly, it's on a slight downhill now for mm-hmm. about 10, 15 k's. So feeling good, got my new crew, I just headed down there. And um, Do you know where you're going? Or did they just say that way? Just go that way? Yeah, no, I've read the map. And oh, okay, so you do there. know. Do you have yeah. a map with you? Yes, yeah, got a map as well. It's but, um, good old-fashioned infantry stuff. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll get lost on fire. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's most of his most of his um, well, ultra is on road anyway. Right. So you just follow the roads. Yeah. Um, it's either tar like Bitchman Road or fire trail sort of type stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty pretty easy to know where yeah, you, you can't, can't take really a wrong turn. No. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can take like you can go the wrong way, but it'd be pretty hard to. Yeah, to make a yeah. mistake. So how how long's the next leg until you come up to the next pass? Can you remember? Um, it's roughly another hundred k. Yeah. Um, to the bottom of the next pass, and then at the end of the next pass, it's a three, three, three mile. So I've come up. So you don't get a break before you do the next next big mountain. You can, you can. I did. You did. You had a little rest there. Yeah. So we've come down, heading towards the, the next guest house or rest house, and um, it's night time again. My knees sore. I'm complaining, and I'm thinking I'm done. Oh, yeah. the demons came out. Well, sorry, just before that, or part of that, um, coming through this, 
uh, area, it's heavy military up there because it's right on the border of Pakistan, China, and all that. Mm-hmm. A lot of bases and that. So we're walking walking down this part with my. I've got a pacer with me now, just keeping me keeping me going. Yep. And um, we hear this, and then someone here. racking weapons near. Yeah. Yeah, like, a, like a heavy weapon, 50 cal, or somebody like with a rifle? It was uh, some sort of machine gun. Yeah, right. And he started yelling at us. Mm. So this gun's pointed at us from the dark. I don't know where from. Yeah. And some guy's yelling at us. You were nearly done for properly. Yeah. Never mind the race. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking I'm gone. Did like, they challenge you with a password that you didn't know the answer to? Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's why you racked the, racked the yeah. weapon, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I'm here. I am thinking I'm going to get shot in the back or something. Gosh, because there's a lot of tension up there at the moment. Mm. With, um, Kashmir and all that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, political stuff going on, and in Pakistan, and yeah, terrorism and all that. So they're on very high alert. So I'm, I'm like, oh. so head down, just keep walking, and my pace is like walking towards the noise of the gun. Gosh, <laughs> and he's only like a teenager. It's yep. come on to help from Spain. He's a student. And, um, oh, and doesn't speak the local language no, either. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, the pair of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh god, he's going to get what? He's going to get shot. Yeah. So I'm like, just follow me. Turn your head right off and just just walk slowly this way. Yeah. Hopefully I'll sweep us home. Yeah, yeah. And Hopefully like, they got night vision and can see I don't have a weapon. <laughs> I'm just jogging <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning in the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Yeah. And I'm telling him, I'm saying, I'm Australian. I'm just doing an ultra ultra marathon. Obviously, you can't understand me anyway, so mm. I just kept saying that and kept walking. Yeah. And um, our crew car had driven off because they stop every uh, like one or two k's and yeah. just catch them. They check right, they go again. And waiting for you, yeah. Yeah, yeah so crew car wasn't there. In our crew car is our translator. Oh. So had to get back to him. So no turp. <laughs> <laughs> so we've... It's infantry all over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've gone around a corner and luckily our... Our support car was only 500 metres away. Okay. Not even that. Yeah, it was and, fine. Um, the army were all around him. Oh, really? They were talking. The, yeah. the local guy, we have a local guide and stuff, so they sorted it all out. Mm-hmm. So Nepalese guys were all good? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Are yeah. they are they all Gurkhas or are they just Nepalese <laughs> army? Just normal infantry. They're just normal yeah. infantry guys, yeah. yeah. They're not Gurkhas, are they? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were they all right then? Did they say hello, support you? and um, Not really. They're just, just do their job. Whatever, yeah, just doing yeah. their thing. Yeah. yeah. So you move on from that. What what happens next? Where's the next? Um. So about two k's later, um, my knee's playing off a lot. Which one? The left one or the left right one? one? Yeah, left knee. Port side hinge joint not working. <laughs> What's it feel like? You, um, you're getting a bit of bone on bone. My quads won't activating. Ah. Yeah. So just fatigue. Yeah. Um, I've never done a race this long. The furthest I ran before was two two two, mm-hmm. and I've gone twenty or thirty k beyond that now. Yep. And um, I said to my crew. You're in uncharted waters. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Very scary. Yeah. Like the unknown. So I said to my crew, I'm done. Um, get the medics. I think I'm out. But I just want to see what they have to say. Mm-hmm. They're going, just go another K. So, so I went another K. Happened again. Go another K. I said, no, I'm done. Like, what did it feel like? Um, just very painful. Just On your knee joint itself? Yeah. Not on your quad or on your knee joint? In the actual joint. In the actual joint yeah. itself. And what was happening? Just like the bottom of your quad there where you What's on your... Yeah, it just felt, it felt like there was no support. It was just like bone, mm. just, just rubbing on bone. Um, so I said, no, I'm, I'm done. Sit in the car. Um, they said, just have a sleep for half an hour. We'll get the medics because they're, they're an hour, hour away anyway, half mm. an hour away. And um, see how you feel when you wake up, have a speak, have a talk to them. And that. So I've had a sleep. Didn't, didn't sleep that well. So maybe 20 minutes. Are you in pain? Yeah. Even when you're lying down, it's hurting. Yeah. 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 Uh, had a lot of food as well. So, mm-hmm. 
a good opportunity to keep my nutrition on, mm-hmm. some resting. And then um, I sort of dozed off a little bit, hear the medics rock up, didn't bother sleeping because they wanted me to keep sleeping. Just got up and I said, well, I don't want any long-term damage. What's the verdict? Yeah. And they, that's when I found out it was my quad. So they're like, okay, flex. We know what's wrong. You're going to be fine. Just flex your right leg. So I flexed it. Could feel the quad. You could see it. Yep. Activate. Yep. Same with the left leg. Nothing happens. Ah. <laughs> so it's not activating one little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's really just your hamstring and the other muscles yeah. around and your hip flexor moving your leg forward, but getting that flexion with your yeah. quadriceps not, not working good. at all. So what did they do? Uh, gave me medication, like a painkiller. Yeah. And they said, hopefully this will be right, this go. <laughs> what, just like a Panadol or an aspirin or uh, something pretty like strong that? one. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, right. But it was um, it's like a, it was the signals from my brain, the pain signals. And um, it was a lot stronger than a Panadol. Mm-hmm. They said I could have one every eight hours if I wanted to. Did it make you woozy? No, it was all right. It was okay. It was all right. I couldn't feel anything. Just fatigue at this stage, anyway. And then what happened? Did it turn the leg back on? Uh, stop the pain. <laughs> oh, the pain. The pain stopped, so you're yeah. able to keep going. Like so that. they um they sprayed that um Voltaren spray and stuff on there as well, mm-hmm. and that seemed to do a trick. A little bit of magic water. Yeah. <laughs> Fix, fixes any footy injury, right? Everything, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I started walking. Next thing I know, I'm running again. So it was all fine. And you just got straight back into the groove. Yeah. And what about now? Like That's a couple fine. couple of weeks later. Yeah, it's fine. No, no residual effects. Nothing, nothing no. wrong. All good. Wow. Yeah, Amazing. very lucky. So, so what happens? Take me, take me on the journey of the next, the next section of the race after that. It's all a little bit of drama. There is a bit of like, there's guns, there's yeah. doctors. Are they doctors <laughs> that give you these things? Are they yeah, nurses? Yeah, they're doctors. Pro- proper yeah. doctors. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, what's the next stage? What happens? Um, okay. Um, I'll just back up a bit to tell you about support crew and what they did. So, I'm telling my support crew I'm done. I'm out. And I'm literally 99% in my head, I'm, I'm finished. Like my mind's made up. I'm hopping this car, I'm going back to a warm, a warm bed. I can get, have a shower and just help Did out. you have a chip? <laughs> I should have, eh? <laughs> Pulled it out. <laughs> Pretty sign. Mm. But yeah, so I'm thinking, oh yeah, you know, warm bed, hot shower. I'll come back and help out the other runners tomorrow. Because mm. that's what you sort of do yeah, to get your yeah. every race. And um, my support crew is a young guy called Arby. He was at the race last year as well. He does a lot of support crew for his father. Mm-hmm. And he sort of come and sat with me in the car and he's like, look, Jace, I know, I know you're feeling like you want to pull out, your knee's sore and everything, but I know what you like from last year. I know you can keep going. I know you can finish this race and even win it still. I was like, maybe he's right. And he sort of like started putting that positive. You never really, you never thought that? You just thought you, you were over, that was yeah, finished? Yeah. Why did you think it was over? Is just that because of the pain or yeah. because you just couldn't go anymore because of the pain? Or? Just the knee. The only reason yeah. was the knee. Everything else was fine. Um, Sort of break me a bit mentally as well. Yeah. Plus, after having the gun pulled on us, yeah, it's a massive distraction. Time. Yeah, it's all a yeah. distraction, right? Yeah. So it all sort of playing on my mind, and then um, just sitting down and getting the weight off it, and feeling a bit better when I was doing that. I was mm-hmm. feeling good. I was done. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. and then then he comes along and reminds you, like, hey, yeah. you can still win this. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. You can not only finish it. I reckon you can win. That's what he said. Man, that's a good lesson for yeah. life, hey. Yeah. Yeah. When you think you're down in the dumps and you think you're <laughs> That's it. You, yeah. you actually can keep going. You actually can keep yeah. pushing through. And yeah. did it reinvigorate you when he planted that seed in your mind? It's, I was 99% out, and then I was 80% out. I was thinking, okay, there's maybe a 20% chance we can keep going. And then you started again? And we kept talking. And he kept talking to me. He kept um, bringing up last year and other things that have happened. And I was maybe 50% chance I can keep going. Just through chatting with him, my uh, percentage of like thinking I can keep going, my knee's fine. Yeah, just kept getting better. And yeah, then just kept going. So, so what's the guy's name? Arvi. 
What's yeah. his What's his surname? Wooly. RV Wooly. Well done, <laughs> mate. Well done. Everybody needs an RV in their ears, I right? <laughs> Maybe you can be my RV when I'm like going for a lie down on a Sunday after paddleboarding. Right. Get up, mate. You can go again. Come on. <laughs> right. I'll drag you down to the national park. We'll go again. Yeah, we'll go again. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. So you, you get going. Is it still night time when this is happening? Yeah, so it's still night. Um, we've had a talk. The doctors have come. Sorry, keep going. Um, they said, oh, you know, have a 20-minute rest still, just let the medication kick in. I said, I'm going to keep going, let's go now. So I didn't rest, just kept going. Um, and we just got to more flat roads, slight uphill, and lots of like, mud and stuff, like river crossing, river crossings, because yeah. it had been snowing. Yeah. There's all the water. There's all the water in it. Yeah. yeah. So you get to the next checkpoint, and I'm allowed to have a one-hour sleep, my crew told me. Right. <laughs> I let you sleep. Yeah. And did you? Yeah. Yeah, had yeah. a little lie down yeah. there. Yeah. But a um, bit of drama there too. Um, we had the wrong cut-off times. So now we're out an hour behind. Oh, no. <laughs> How do you make up an hour in a race like that? you just got to keep going. Yeah. you just got to keep running. No yeah. walking allowed. Run. Yeah. Run. Yeah, so I made that up on the downhill in the next part. So that's coming up. It's probably a few hours away from where I'm up to now. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, yeah, he's waking me up. He said, look, bit of bad news. <laughs> made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Then we've buggered up the timing. So three. Yeah, gosh. Bad news comes in three. That so. d- does literally, yeah. right? Literally. So, yeah, how, so. how did you feel? What happened to your uh, to your mindset when when they told you that? Um, I'm pretty good at working out calculations of running and stuff, and I because you know how fast you can go, yeah. hours, all that. And it was it was doable. It was still yeah. doable. Like the time we had before gave me a one hour buffer, mm-hmm. but now we didn't have that buffer. So, so the buffer's gone. Yeah. You better hit your hit your targets, <laughs> yeah. hit, hit your milestones, right? Yeah. So what what's your time on target? Did you did you hit your next time on target? Um. Yeah, I did. So that we had to go back up another pass now. So we're going back up to five and a half, uh, five thousand four hundred meters. Mm-hmm. And um, on the way up, feeling good. Power hiking really fast. Had a good pace for another young guy from Spain. There was a few students there that were changing it now. Yeah. Right. Me. Nice. Um, he's power hiking. I'm so tired at this stage. I'm just following like a like a lost dog or a sheep or like something. Like a puppy dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just head down, just like trudging along behind. Did any infantry thing come in your head where you said lean into the hill? Did that happen? Uh, no. <laughs> I was too That's far long gone. forgotten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're too far gone anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're powering up this hill. I'm doing good. I'm making extra time. And I'm ahead of the time that we wanted to be. And then suddenly this twist has popped up in my foot. And it wasn't something I couldn't deal with, but it was just annoying because I mm. could feel it. Whereabouts in the ball of your foot? Or in your no, heel? on my heel. On so heel. the side of my heel. Yeah. So when I was in the army, I developed these calluses on the side of my heel. Mm-hmm. And um, ever since then, they come up. Mm. Like, they're not bad. It's like a bit of thick skin. And sometimes they keep rubbing. They'll yeah. get a bit of foot. That's where them. you get a blister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On the instep, on the inside of your foot or on the outside? outside? On the outside. Yeah. yeah. So that's actually kind of bearable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you pop it? Um, I kept going. I told my crew, I said, you know, I need to fix up my feet. Yeah. And they said, oh, we'll make it to the top. And I kept going another few Ks. I thought, no, I just, I just want to do it now. Yeah. There's no point having that. It's like having a rock in your shoe, right? Yeah. You've, got to, you've got to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You don't want to be that uncomfortable when you don't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we've pulled over my crew. Um, another guy's come through, but I know he's a medic. Mm-hmm. He's from America. And he had his mate there. And he's like, oh, we'll do some acupuncture as well. On your feet? On my body. At the same time? Yeah, on my knee and stuff. Oh, so <laughs> while, they're, while they're dressing your foot, you're getting yeah. jabbed with needles at yeah. the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh so I'm thinking alright we've got enough time I've powered up this hill let's have a go see yeah. what happens so I started eating getting the nutrition in um, pants up needles in my knee um, fix my blisters I'm starting to think oh, 
it's taking a bit longer than I want. Better get going. Yeah. So I couldn't move, but I've got all these needles in my knee. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I think we should go. And they go, no, no, it's all right. You've got heaps of time. But I'm doing calculations again. I don't. Yeah, and yeah. I don't have heaps of time. Mm. So I'm like, okay, we've got to go. So I made him take out all the needles and back onto the road again. Mm-hmm. Um, made my way up to the top and coming down the other side, we were at 5,400 5, metres, had to get down to four, maybe 20k and not much time at all now. Mm. And, um, so you get to hoof it down the hill. Yes. And that's a pretty big yeah. incline. Yeah, you can't, you're not, we're, we're advised not to run above 4,500 metres. Right. That's like the advice we get given. Yeah. Even though we go up to like four, nine, five. Mm-hmm. It's a big no-no for the race. Did you just run down the hill? Yeah. I'm, like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm running down the hill, it's all right. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is where my um, hallucinations began, I guess. But it's daytime. It's hypoxia. Yeah, that too. Because you have the warm feeling in the back of your neck. It's like, oh, man. It would be. It's a combination of everything. Yeah, it's all those things, right? Yeah. So I'm like flying down this hill, probably five, five and a half minute k's, which is pretty quick. Yeah, it's fast. And um, I couldn't run that on the flat. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get your training. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So I've got paces like changing out because they're getting tired as well. Yeah. They're affected by the oxygen and they're not not ultra runners. They're just good at little runs. Mm. Um, And I'm probably maybe 5,000... 100 metres, so I've just come down a little bit and I'm running and every now and then I'm just like looking at, looking at my body just running off in the distance and I'll be back in it, watching my body run off and be back in it. So I'm like... You, you had the out of body yeah, experience. Something, something's happening. You astro travelled while you were asleep, <laughs> while you were running. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I sometimes I'll be up to the side looking at myself and my pacer on and I'll be back again. And I'm trying to explain this to the pacer, she's a young, a young girl from Spain as well. And she was with me at the time, and I'm like, it's weird, like, I just keep, I keep disappearing and coming back. And then I'm trying to tell her, but as I'm telling her, I'm, I'm going away and coming back again. And she's like, she doesn't know what's going on. She's like, what are you talking about? You're right here next to me. <laughs> just shut up and run, where? Pretty much. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, it's just, I can't explain it, what happened, but yeah. Yeah. Does it feel like a, like a vivid dream? Yeah. 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 I, I can remember having some really vivid dreams when we first moved into this apartment. Yeah. And now we're on the third floor, and we were on the third floor before, but it wasn't a view like this. And the thing, and I would go to bed in the bedroom, just like a couple of meters from the edge of the balcony, and would <gasps> like I was falling oh, yeah. off the balcony, right? And it, for probably about three weeks when we first moved into this apartment, oh, yeah. and those dreams are so vivid from 13 years ago. I remember them like they were yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so your your brain can't really tell the difference between whether it's actually real, a hallucination, or a dream, or it yeah. actually happened, right? It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It would be interesting to see what they find out about all this stuff. Do you know what it was that was causing that? Did it happen again to you in the race? Uh, not that not that particular type of thing, no. I think it might have been oxygen. No more out-of-body experiences? Not like that, no. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good was it? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was good. You don't need booze. You don't need drugs. You just need a bit of hypoxia and yeah. some running, and you're good yeah, to no, go. All <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so what happens? You you get down down the hill. What happens? Yeah. So I'm coming down the hill, and off in the distance, I can see the two guys in front of me now. Oh. Yeah. So they were two or three hours in front of me, and now they're not. Now then, because so you I, ran down the hill when yeah. you weren't supposed to. So I powered up the hill, even with the break. It's yep. probably a forty minute break, and powering downhill and making ground on them. Nice. And um. So yeah, just keep powering down. Um, really tight on time though. So I'm doing the calculations and I'm realising that if I slow down just by the tiniest bit, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. And um, I but you just got to keep running. Yeah, yeah. My crew knew this as well, which was good because I didn't 
force me to stop running like they're meant to. Mm. Um, and I'd just get to the, the car, drive 2Ks, I'd catch up, drive 2Ks, catch up. I'd run through, grab like a chocolate bar or something, just chomp it down and keep running. Just keep going. And I'd yeah. just be like, um, what's the time? What's the distance? Yeah. What's time? What's the distance? You've got something to focus on. Know, yeah. yeah. But the funny thing is, because I was so lacking like the oxygen in my brain, I'd forget straight away. Oh. <laughs> so they tell me, I'd work out really quickly how I was going. I'd know for about a split second and I'd just keep going, but I'd forget. Mm. But I knew that I knew that it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're having a Dory moment from Nemo, right? <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I just keep having, cause, yeah, this wasn't, my brain wasn't working. So I did this quick calculation. Mm-hmm. I knew that I knew that I was right, mm-hmm. but then I'd forget. So I'd just have to keep going hard, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I, I knew that it was right, but I didn't know exactly where. And can you see them in the distance, the crew? Like where they park yeah. the car, a couple of clicks ahead of time, Most of the time. Yeah, unless it's around the bend yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. coming down the mountain, so a bit windy, but you could usually see. So you've got something. something to aim at. Yeah. It's not like you're just running on a road randomly in the middle yeah. of nowhere in the bloody Himalayas. You've yeah. got, they're right there, I can see them, that's where I'm going to. Yeah. That must be good psychologically to keep you keep you going. So how many kilometres into the race are you now? Because you mentioned before the furthest you'd run is the is the triple two. Yeah. So, so now you're at 300 in, right? 310, 320. So you're a long way in <laughs> uncharted waters, yeah. right? Not really knowing what's going to happen. And how are you feeling? Um, pretty good. Body's all right now. I'm not getting any more pain. Your legs okay? Yep. Have you taken the drugs again? To um, I can't remember, but I only took them three times, so probably not. Right. I didn't take them as much as they said I could. So there was no... And what about your, your blicky on your heel? Is that, is that okay it's when fine, they... yeah. It's fine. We just drained it. It's all good. So you just... In a bit of a groove now, yeah. just keeping going. Yeah. What time? How far? What time? How far? Yeah. And so, what happens? You make the next checkpoint. I'm um, coming down a hill off to the right. You can see the finish line. Come as you're coming down the mountain, um, and I can see the guys in front of me too. And I'm like making ground, like big time, and I'm like really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, get down to probably two k's left. Mm-hmm. Called out a time and that, and um, I'd made up so much time. I had about 15 minutes to spare on top of the running time. Mm-hmm. So maybe 30 minutes. Two k's to go, just under. Mm-hmm. So I realised oh, I can walk now. Oh, you had a little break. Yeah. So I just walked. <laughs> and they're going, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I've got heaps of time now. So I'm just going to walk." I'm cruising in, yeah. Mm. So I'm walking, and I can see the other two guys. They're only like two minutes in front of me now. Yeah. So I've closed this like two hour gap to about two or three minutes. Yeah, yeah. So you made up two hours. Yeah. And that's because you ran down the hill. Yeah, and powered up pretty. Yeah, and powered too. up as well. Yeah. 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 So yeah, um, they're going just get in front of the other guys a little bit. Get them, get them psychologically, you know. <laughs> and this is the triple three. Yeah. Checkpoint. Yeah. yeah. yeah cool. And I'm like, no, nah, that's right. I don't, I don't need to catch them now. I'll catch them later, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And um, plenty of time left in the race. Yeah. Two hundred more kilometres. <laughs> it's one yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen in that time. So. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So you make it to the across the line for the triple three. Are there people yeah. that leave the race there that you see, or are the the guys in front of you still they having a break and keeping going, yeah, so or I've, what's happening? I've come in. Um, three, three, three. We'd all come in within 15 minutes of each other. So that was first, second, third. Mm-hmm. Made up all this ground and I pretty much broke down. Oh. Yeah. I'm not a very emotional person. Yeah. But just running down that hill, it's first over rain. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to make it. Yeah. I yeah. made it by four minutes. Yeah. Right. Oh, something. gosh, in the nick of time. <laughs> so it's funny. It's a lo- such a long way and such a big thing to just have made it. Like, yeah. Gosh, <laughs> something, if you fell over, yeah. I went, oh, my knee. Or, just or even just went, yeah. oh, I just need to rest for a sec. Yeah, yeah that would have, yeah, you would have missed it. Gosh. So, yeah, cause I remember coming across near the line and they're like, oh, look, the time's 5.55. Five, five. And um, 
well, the time's 5.05 and it's a 5.55 race. That's why I remember what time I got there. So it was about four minutes and they cut off at 6 p.m. Yeah, right. So I just, just got there. Just and got there. I'd come there. in and like, Red Bull were there and all these other people and they're wanting to like interview us and ask us questions. I just break down and they got rid of everyone for me. Were you in the fetal position having a little cry in the corner <laughs> where? <laughs> I, was in, I was in a nice warm car. <laughs> just by myself. Close the door. There was lots of people standing around, but yeah. I just had the windows open. Just, just what did it feel like? Just me. relief? Yeah, just um, like, yeah, big relief of being taken off my shoulders and yeah. a big weight of being taken off my shoulders. and Just, just want to be by myself. Yeah. What about those other guys? Did they make it easy or was it... No, What's their story? Is it hard for them too? Yeah, definitely. Everyone's struggling. Yeah. The first night, just over in the snow, just took it over everyone. Like, it was totally unexpected, not planned, or not really planned for. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, just just knowing, getting up there. Like, I was going over the first pass with the American guy most of the way. He was mm-hmm. in front of me now. And he, we both agreed that no one would finish the race. Oh, be yeah. right on, and here you are at 333 yeah. kilometres in the car by <laughs> yourself, having a little sook. <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking. There's nothing that you can suck all you want there. Let me tell you, gosh. So, so how long are you in the car for? Uh, probably 15, 20 minutes. And it took you a little while to compose yourself yeah. and collect yourself. Yeah, having yeah. hot chocolates and stuff. They yeah, bought me noodles. So I was just some food, bit, yeah. feeling a little bit better. Um, yeah, we're at another sort of major checkpoint now. So, yeah. the uh, decision was I was going to stop again, maybe for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And the other guys, the other two racers, um, Matthew from the US and Ashish from India. They maybe had a half hour break and just went straight back out. They just legged it, just kept going. <laughs> right, and then you're in the car for yeah. that 20 minutes and then you had another hour as well. Yeah. So you, so the two hours you made up on them, you just gave it all up. Yeah. Deliberately? Uh, it's just my, it's in my schedule. You just, okay, yeah, so that's part of the plan? Yeah. Okay. My plan was after each pass was to rest because you're going up, mm-hmm. you're going up the hill into altitude and this one you're coming down fast as well. Your, your body's just fatigued, but yeah, working, you need to rest with fifty uh, percent oxygen levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just done. Amazing. <laughs> so, so you have some. You have a sleep. Yeah, had a big feed, had a sleep, and um, my crew woke me up to go again. You've only had like, if I'm calculating correctly, four hours, five hours sleep maximum. Not even. Not even. No, because yeah. when I Cause when you can't I really sleep. You're just kind yeah. of dozing, right? So when I say sleep, I mean I've laid down, and I'll I'll have up to an hour sleep. Mm. So maybe like 40 minutes. just depends how quickly you fall asleep. Do you suffer from my problem of hitting the pillow and going... <laughs> no. Like instantly, uh, oh, it takes you a little... Yeah. I could lie down right here on the floor right here <laughs> next to you and go to sleep in five yeah. minutes. No I joke. Can, I, you know, yeah. I just have that, I don't know. It's, I like usually a, can. it's a skill. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you learn it in the army. You learn it in the yeah. army, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I can usually do that, but not... Not in you, this race. your body's like, your metabolism's up, you're on fire. Yeah. Sort of thing, so you yeah. just want to keep going. Do they do any tests? They do a blood test on you? Take some no, no chemistry of what's happening to these sure. athletes when they do that? Sure. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially before and after. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so take me take me, to, take me home. All right. So you've got 200 k's to go. Yeah, had the rest, back on the road, and um, yeah, just walked off by myself. My support crew was getting ready, so I went... Didn't need them straight away, so it's good just to be by myself, just walking off into the dark, mm-hmm. <laughs> dark night. Yeah, because you're not on your own; they're, they're they're with you the whole time, right? Yeah, they're around. Yeah, yeah. they annoying um, you? No, no, no that were good. Not like the first crew that were annoying. No, no arguing <laughs> no. this time. It was good. <laughs> no, my first crew was alright. They weren't really annoying me. It was just miss. They're just one is knowledgeable about what to do. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I'm just walking off, 
and you could see the other guys off in the distance, their headlights and their car lights and stuff. So they're almost at the top now. Were they a long way ahead of you? Yeah, so they're probably 20, 30k right. at the top of the peak. Yeah, and you can see that. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> far out. It's incredible visibility. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. So when I went to sleep, a big storm had come in, yep. and we thought there was going to be snowstorms all night. And um, I guess uh, the Himalayan gods and that thought we'd suffered enough, and the storm passed. Storm passed. And it was clear sky, yeah, stars. Beautiful. Really, everything. Beautiful. Really cold still, but beautiful. Mm. So you're in a groove running, nighttime, yeah. under the stars, no one around, right. peaceful. Pretty uneventful up here. Um, just with my pacer, just cruised up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. very nice. Very Got nice. to the top. Um, so in the two two two, I never took in the environment, I took in the experience. It was just finish a race. Right. That's what I was focused on. So this year was different for me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take more of that in, experience it. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got to the top, and I said to my crew, you know, we're going to stop, have a look at the stars, have a feed. Yeah. Do all that. Take it in. Yeah. But we got there. It was so windy. So, so windy. Can you see the stars? <laughs> so we didn't end up doing that. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. But, yeah. Run across the top of the hill. I've seen the stars before. I saw them back there. So. <laughs> yeah, so my, I had this vision in my head of this. I saw it lying on the ground having a chat, looking up. But it, <laughs> it just didn't work. <laughs> so, yeah, it was me sitting in a car, shivering, <laughs> eating a boiled egg. What, wanted then, to get running again to warm up. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had a quick uh, chat with the media crew that was there, mm-hmm. and then I was back onto it. Back straight into it. Yeah. So now you're coming off that pass now? Yeah, we're coming back down. Um, one thing I wanted to mention on the way up, there was this area, it was all where the water had been running down this sort of cliff off the side of the mountain. All these icicles had formed, mm-hmm. and this is a pretty good story. So on the way up, I was like, yeah, I really want to take photos, but I was hitting that cutoff so tight that I couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. So I sort of like running just quick. Just take it in yeah. quickly, yeah, yeah. So on the way down, I like, remind myself, oh, I've got to check out the icicles. So we get down there, it's about 3k down from the top. Mm-hmm. And um, we get to the area, and I'm like, oh, here it is, it's coming on. And I can see this bright white light just shining on them, like lighting the whole, lighting them all up for maybe like 20, 30 meters. And I'm thinking, hallucinations. <laughs> How amazing is this? There's this house that's on the side of this cliff. And the people have lit up the icicles because they know that I want to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm thinking in my head. As you're running down the hill towards it. Yeah. And I'm walking around, wow, they've got this big light and they're just lighting them up just so I can look at them because they know that I'm here. And I'm thinking, these people are amazing. I want to go and say thank you. I want to knock on their door and say thank you and, <laughs> you know, shake their hand. And <laughs> you don't need the LSDs, mate. You don't. You just leave those alone, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what is it? It's hallucination. Hallucinations. And it's really vivid, obviously, because yeah. when you're telling it, it's like you actually <laughs> saw that. I really saw that. That yeah. was really there. It was like you, you, you see it. That's what you see. And what happened when you got up to the icicles? Was there so, a house? Yeah, I'm looking at the icicles, walking down, um, enjoying the experience. You do realise we're recording this and everybody's <laughs> going to think you are mad. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's all part of it. And um, I'm getting closer and closer to his house. And I'm just thinking, I've just got this like... Um, appreciation in my heart and this gratefulness for these people lighting up the icicles because <laughs> I just wanted to see them so badly but yeah this is the state I was in yeah right and um, did you end up seeing the icicles yes you did <laughs> yeah yeah. so the icicles were real but the house and the people weren't so I got to the where the house was and it was the media crew oh so they're doing a nighttime shoot yeah, right. With their big light and that, lighting up the icicles. Yeah, and in your mind, and your, your brain is painting <laughs> a, a picture of something completely different. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So even, I still haven't I still haven't registered. So I still think it's the people that live in this house. Right. And I'm like mumbling to them and talking and thanking them and stuff. Like, I think they've got this on camera. They're so like, who is this time. guy? <laughs> who is this person running down from the mountain at night time talking to us like a crazy person? Gosh, that's so, amazing. Yeah, it's a, so yeah, it's ended up being um, Abby. He's a guy that filmed me last year. He made a film for me last year. And he was just filming for the Ultra this year. Mm-hmm. So we had a bit of a chat. But me still thinking it's the people that live in this house. Gosh, does he remember that? Did you like tell him that? Probably got all, oh, he's, he'll have it all. You'll have it on video. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that into this video once we get it and splice it in. It's yeah. amazing. amazing. But um, yeah, so I'm, I just keep going down. It's probably about another two or three K. Mm-hmm. And I look to my right and I have to double take because I see a shopping centre now. <laughs> and it was only there for this one. It was only Listen, quick. man, there's no, East, there's no East Lakes in like, <laughs> there's no East Lakes in the Himalayas, right? There might be. <laughs> Apparently there is. It was in my mind. Yeah, in your mind, yeah. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing I was cold and tired, so I, I saw a shot because I wanted to be warm. Yeah. Buy food and stuff. So that's why that's I think it happened. Amazing. But that one was only a quick one, so I double took and it wasn't there. But then it was reminding me of the other one, and then I realised that what I'd seen, and it all started processing, and I realised, oh, that was the film crew. Yeah. But it's taken me three Ks to, to realise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have a snarky remark with my missus and it takes her like <laughs> 15 minutes and she goes, you just said that. To-. She's not hallucinating. She's just a bit slower. <laughs> I can say that this far in the video. She's not going to watch this far. So well. <laughs> yeah. Did so. you realise at the time that you were hallucinating when you realised that that was the media crew? Did you realise, hang on, I thought that was a house. And- I think so. I don't know. It's hard to yeah, say. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to like, differentiate it all. But and now looking back great. at it a couple of weeks later, is it is it funny? Is like is it does it yeah. make you laugh? Yeah. Do you like give it, it to yourself? So <laughs> I, I made a video about this experience actually yesterday. Oh right. I was watching. I was laughing at myself. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You can't take yourself too seriously <laughs> in life, right. even though this is the 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 the, the master your mind <laughs> show. You just can't take it too seriously, That's right? right? That's it. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So take me. What, what's next? What happens next? All right. So we're heading back down to that guest house again. Um, it's night time. Just heaps tired. Just with my crew. Hallucinations all the way down. Nothing like that. Mm. Just um, seeing dogs, people, um, snakes, things like that. Nothing. Nothing like houses or shopping centres. No snakes in the Himalayas, man. <laughs> definitely no brown snakes or red bellies, right? Like no. we're used to, yeah. But yeah, when I actually got to ride the white lines, some of them turned into snakes. And really? they'd come up and... Like a cobra? Yeah. But they wouldn't attack me, they'd just, just watch me. Did he give you something to do as you were running along? Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just play, play my mind. Yeah, I bet. Wow, it's amazing. They're amazing stories. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we just cruised down. That pretty much happened all the way down. Yeah. Um, sun came up. It's morning now. And I'm back at the next checkpoint, made it in heaps of time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Plenty of time, time to spare. Yeah. What about the other two in front of you? Um, again, they're only like five minutes in front of me, not even. So you two. made up that two hours yeah. again? Yeah. What if you just had it powered through? You would have been two hours ahead of them. Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe later in the race I might have got tired. Yeah, so, yeah. oh right, so you've got to be careful of not yeah. gassing yourself out there too early yeah. in that race, about so pacing yourself. If I did the race again, I reckon I could knock a good chunk of time up it. Yeah, because you know what it feels like to get yeah, there. Like yeah. a real, like maybe a day, almost a day off it. So you're like 400 kilometres in now. Um, thereabouts. So. Three, three, yeah, about 400. So uncharted waters don't matter anymore. <laughs> They're gone. Yeah, that's that's gone. This is yeah. the new norm. This is the new Jason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you have any sort of like feeling or epiphany about something like that when that was happening to you? Because uh-huh. I do know that once, it, you know, in any aspect of life, once you get a hold of something. 
and the learning curve is over, it feels like the new norm. Yeah. I, I know when I first started doing this stuff on video and on podcasts and all of that sort of stuff, it was really, really hard. But about after 20 or so episodes, it was the new norm and it was just not yeah. an issue at all. And it sounds like uncharted waters kind of <laughs> were left behind. Yeah. The new so, norm. So it's normal now to just run 400Ks pretty much. <laughs> and to, to see cobras on the road. Yeah. <laughs> out of white lines. <laughs> I'm going to get that photoshopped for you and we'll make it into a big poster for you. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice one. So yeah, I'm at the next guest house now. So um, the guys have just finished in front of me. They're apparently, they're really tired. They're exhausted. Worse off for me. Mm-hmm. But at this stage, I'm thinking, oh, I'm not going to finish the race in time. Like, I think, Are you going to miss the cutoff? Yeah, is what you're worried about? I'm going to miss the next cutoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care. I've met this first ever round. I'm happy. Yeah. And I, I think I'm done. Yeah. So I had a had a feed. Got up to have another sleep. Um, we had a time that I was going to sleep for. Crew coming wake me up. Yeah. Back to sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had a lion. Yeah. Again. Naughty. You had another lion. Oh, back to sleep. Snooze button. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'd better get up. They come in the third time. Um, got up. My mate was there to just check my feet and stuff. The medic from America, Craig. So, uh, feet looking great. He said, um, I've just ran 400Ks. Most people in York, you know, at this stage would have, like, blisters everywhere. Their feet mm. erect. He took a photo. He posted it up. He's like, Best feet I've ever seen after 400k. Yeah. yeah, amazing. So just that one blister, pretty much. Yeah, a couple of little ones, but yeah. nothing that was there. Yeah. No uh, pain. Uh, just bruised feet. Yeah, really bruised feet. But um, that's just you what, can walk through that. What does that feel like? Uh, just tenderness. In yeah, your feet. very tender. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you can just block that sort of stuff out. Usually. Can you? <laughs> I was in the infantry and everything, right? And it's all about walking and humping and boots and stuff. But I struggled with that, mate. That yeah. was hard for me. Yeah. That was really hard for me. Well, it did hurt. Yeah. yeah. It's, there could be a lot worse things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had a little lie-in, yeah. had a couple of foot, foot fetish <laughs> photos, you weirdo. And then what about the other two guys? Are they off and racing again? Um, I think they might have just left. So they're not that far in front no. of you this time. So, so they're, they're starting to feel the effects of it all now too. So mm-hmm. they're getting fatigued. They haven't rested as much as me. Right. And um, yeah, so things are looking good in that, in that way. There's a bit of science around the timing of your rests and where and when yeah. and all and eating and things like that, right? Yeah. yeah you can almost out-maneuver, out out-strategize somebody by the sound of it. Definitely. Yeah. Especially, yeah, just with, a, with the oxygen and stuff as well. Yeah. You've got to let your body rest because it's just getting, it's you getting just smashed. Yeah, yeah, you just have smashed to. Up there. Yeah. So I get ready. I'm thinking, uh, I'm still thinking I don't care. Like I've, I've come a long way. I'm happy where I've come. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm probably not going to make next checkpoint. There was no one in your ear this time saying you could win this. No. Uh, <laughs> just my own. Just your own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spoke to my crew, get ready, um, back out onto the road, and just start walking because it always takes a while to warm up your feet. Mm-hmm. Your feet are sore, so you've got to walk a chaos or two. Get, get the body back into rhythm again. Are you power walking or you just kind of just walking at a normal pace? Usually power walking. So like you, you're time, going for it a bit? It's time just walking. It's okay, time just walking like cruising. Like I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Like we just walked up the shops before to get some sushi. Just cruising then. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more, uh, a little bit less energy though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so just cruising through. Uh, I've got my pace, so we're just chatting. Not really caring about anything really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that continued for four Ks, and and this seemed to switch my mind. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to make an extra checkpoint if I continue like this. So get your shit together. Let's run. Let's just run. 
Let's see if we can run for 20k non-stop, mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty hard at this stage. Yeah, I bet. It's, yeah. it's not hard. It's, uh, sorry, it is hard, but it's flat now. Yep. We're at the bottom of the mountain, so it's a big flat road. Can you see it? Um, no, it's all winding. So yeah. it's through the mountain still, but yep. it's flat. There's no like, no climbs. Mm-hmm. I said to my pace, well, next stop, get in the car, give me my earphones, give me my own phone. I'm just going to listen to some music or audio books. Just let me go. Mm-hmm. Just follow me. Can you remember what you put on? Um, audio, it was the same thing, Ultra Mindset. Oh, right. Yeah. That's the book you're listening to. Yeah, so you're, you're on an ultra marathon, 400 kilometers <laughs> in, and you're listening to Ultra Mindset. <laughs> Um, yeah. Dude, you need your head red. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking, but that is hardcore stuff, man. Yeah, just, that, um, that is cool. Just reinforcing things. Like, I know I know all this stuff, but it's good to hear other people's side. Mm. And then also their, their principles and what they get out of it and then apply them to my own thinking and how I can uh, get through this hard, hard stage. So I put in, and I said to him, um, Harvey, my crew leader, I said, I'm going to run now. I'm going to run properly. Like, this is like a... A half marathon I'm going to win mm. he's like you sure I'm like yeah I'll be fine like I've, I've um, had a rest I've eaten well so there's still um, 100 kilometers to go here more more yeah more. so and you're just going to go for it for half a marathon yeah. for 20 clicks yeah yeah so that's <laughs> that's what we decide and um that's what happens and I overtake second place on this on this run and um what happened when you ran past him um the Indian guy was it he yeah I, I shish did you jog with him for a little bit um we spoke a bit, but hey, he, he's having his own, um, he's in his own headspace. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's got his own, like, snakes and yeah, he's pretty, people and shopping centres. Yeah. So he, he'll he finish a race. He doesn't care where he finishes. But right. if, he, if he wants to finish a race, he'll probably finish it. Yeah. Even if he's only got, like, 30 seconds left. He's not trying to win. No. Right. So back back to last year, he did the 3 3 3 the year before. Mm-hmm. And he was hallucinating on the way down. And two k's from the finish line, he thought he'd finished the race. Oh! And he sat down, started taking his shoes off. What are you doing, man? And his crew's <laughs> like, "It's not. It's around the corner." But he's always saying, "He's going. No, you're just trying to trick me. Like, <laughs> you just want to make me run further." <laughs> so he's fully believing this. Yeah, right. And it took someone else that wasn't part of his crew to come and tell him, "Keep going. Keep going. Just a little bit further." Yeah, right. And he made it with, I think, twenty seconds to spare. Oh gosh. <laughs> The whole race, Far so, out, yeah. So, yeah. Nothing to it, right? So yeah, I've him. He's he's doing his own thing. He's mm-hmm. cruising along, and um, yeah, just I felt good. Yeah, just kept the water up, getting a groove. Yeah, and just kept going on the flat, getting yeah. the rhythm. Yeah. yeah, and I made it to the next the next checkpoint or the mm-hmm. next sort of town. Sorry, not next checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And that's where I had a break, mm-hmm. break for about twenty minutes, just neat. Did he pass then? Yeah, he did. Leave frog, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was I was feeling good, happy happy with that run. Like really picked up my spirits. Yeah, um, easily make next checkpoint now. Yeah, Maybe right. A few hours you got spare. some time. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you made time. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting, right? You yeah. make you actually making time. That's really cool. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, just um, yeah, that that just doing that and then just having that belief again. Mm-hmm. It um, because up until then I was like, I'm not gonna get it, and then that just changed everything for the rest of the race. Just my mindset reset me, and I was I was ready to go again. I was ready to start thinking about winning now. I, you know, I hear you say that that B word belief, and and I feel like I believe in things. I stand for something, but I've never believed like that. I've never had a belief that I can keep going for the last hundred kilometers of a five hundred kilometer race. That's what what is that? Give, give me some of that. 
because I, I believe things and I seem to have achieved some really great things in my life, but the depth of my belief has never been inside of myself like that. And to have yeah. to, I believe that I can be successful as a YouTuber, as a podcaster, as an entrepreneur, as a dad. I, I believe that, but I kind of feel like I know that more than I believe it. Yeah. You know, I don't really, like if you ask me those, do you believe that you're a good dad? No, I know I'm a good dad. Yeah. It's kind of different. Yeah. And I've never really been put in a situation in my life where I've been forced, forced to kind of have the faith to believe because I'm not a religious person, right? Yeah. And well, sometimes I envy religious people because they have unyielding, un, unguided faith to that they believe that something is higher than them or bigger than them or something is possible like that. Well, what is that in you that allows you to believe like that? Um, for me, I guess it's just, it's just happened over time. So obviously I didn't go out and do a 500k race for my first race. So even with the guys that I train now and coach, it's about showing them that they can get something done, mm -hmm. um, getting them to that point, and then stepping up again. So by doing the first 24-hour race I ever did, and then stepping up from there. So each, each, each challenge I set, I do, I make sure the next one's a little bit harder, a little mm -hmm. bit harder. Mm -hmm. And then over time, yeah, I can do that. I've done it before. I've proven it before. Mm -hmm. I can do that. So that's just all it is. It's just changing that mindset. Yeah. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but yeah. Well, you know, the, the way you describe it is as reference points. And I do, I actually do use those reference points. And yeah. um, as, a, as a civvy now, I always say that if my feet are pointing that way and nobody's shooting this way, it's going to be a good day. Because when that's happened to you in your life, then you believe that everything else is kind of easy compared to that. And I really do believe that every day is a gift because of those things, you know, because nobody is shooting and your feet are pointing that way and you've got to make the most of every day. And it doesn't mean that every day is going to be perfect or you're happy all the time or anything like that, but having that reference point in your life to be able to compare that to it definitely does does yeah. help. It's interesting to, to hear you say that as well. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's really just on a, on a slightly different level in a different context, but it is definitely yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I guess it's what helped me too when I went through depression and stuff. So that was a big, big part of my life of... Uh, believing in things I can do, like because mm. when you're in depression, you're like everything's like shit, it's all bad, and you don't think anything can ever happen good. Mm. But then if you can get out of that and then just apply that for the rest of your life into everything you do, mm -hmm. and something yeah. just a little bit good happens, it can yeah. be good. Yeah. yeah, awesome. What's next? You, you've had a, you've had a little rest here in town. Yeah, so we come up to the guest house again, going up Wariwa. Wariwa was the second pass winner, so we're going up this for the second time now. Mm -hmm. Um, so you do, you've done a lap. Yes. Is it a lap? Up Cardinal, the first pass. Up Wariwa, the second pass. Out to Tanglangla, mm -hmm. over and then back. So we've done Tanglangla twice. Mm -hmm. Coming back to Wariwa now. We're at the bottom here. Sort of guest house again. And um, I've decided I'm going to have another acupuncture session. And you're late? Yeah. Again? And, um, Did it help the first time? I don't know. There's so many factors that you can't really pinpoint one thing will work and mm. hasn't, has or hasn't worked. I had really bad tendonitis in my elbow years ago yep. and it was like tennis from this one to this one, this one, and nothing was making it better and I went and got some acupuncture, fixed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, as if that's going to fix it. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it's so damn painful because when you got your arm like go like that with your hands, it just messes with the tendons all the yeah. way up your arm like that. And I, in the end, I was in so much pain that I was willing to let somebody put needles in my arm <laughs> to remove the pain, and it worked. Take risk, yeah. yeah, it worked. Yeah, I was surprised. 
Yeah. So what happens after you have the, the next sesh of acupuncture? Um, so yeah, okay. My mates have ordered me two pizzas as well. <laughs> <laughs> so they've rocked up with two pizzas. So I've had the two pizzas and um, had a shower, had the acupuncture and had a like, half hour sleep as well. Yeah, right. Um, so the other guys pizza, kept, shower and snooze yeah. mid-race. There we go, baby. <laughs> the other guys had kept going. They didn't even stop. Right. So they're ahead of me. They're almost at the top of this pass now. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, just start heading up there. Same as before. Pretty uneventful on the way up. Um, just power hiking all the way up. Pass, I passed a she shot there. Um, he he was coming down. He was still hallucinating big time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was telling me conversations he had with someone that didn't exist. Mm. I was like, okay, mate. <laughs> did, you, did you actually eat pizza or was that a hallucination? I think I ate it. <laughs> no, I definitely I've hallucinated it. <laughs> by our pizza plenty oh, yeah. of times on the booze run. <laughs> I've got video footage of me walking with pizza the next day because I'd left over. So <laughs> after the sleep, I carried it with me. Yeah, right. Very cool. <laughs> so no, it was real. Unless I photoshopped it in. <laughs> but yeah, so I've gone up past the shishi. He was right near the top. So he was just coming down. So he wasn't far in front of me at all. Um, but he was hallucinating. I could see he was struggling with exhaustion. Um, got to the top and um, very good timing, sunrise. Ah, beautiful. It's awesome. One of the yeah. best experiences I've ever had. Mm. Yeah, so just getting to see this sun come up over the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there with my support crew, so four or five of us, just chilling out, chatting. Very nice. Spent about 15 minutes up there. Yeah, you took some time. Yeah. Took it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Had to. So, yeah, yeah. Um, again, same pretty uneventful on the way down. Um, I had it in my mind. The cutoff was an hour different from where it was, but I had it the wrong way, so I had an hour spare. Oh, right. An hour off. Oh, so you're running like a crazy person because you're worried about the time. Yeah. Not too crazy, just going a bit fast when I had to. But my crew knew, but I didn't, so they weren't worried at all. I was. I'm like, come on, we got to keep going, we got to keep going. Did they know that you had flipped it around? <laughs> and they were yeah. like, what's he in such a hurry for? We've got time. <laughs> all right, okay, let's go then. Yeah. Yeah, so we just like, went down pretty quick all the way. Um, stopped halfway down, had lunch with them. For like 20 minutes as well um got down to the bottom and still very fatigued i didn't realize where we were and my pace was trying to tell me that we passed a certain point i didn't believe it. i thought she was lying to me it's <laughs> <laughs> just been mind tricks again yeah right yeah, just right. from my fatigue um took me about two k's until i realized that she was telling the truth that you'd passed it or that you yeah. hadn't passed it i had passed it so you didn't it was just a point it was you no, didn't, no important point you didn't think well no we haven't passed that what are you talking about <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And you just and you believe that. Yeah. So there's the belief. I'm <laughs> 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 um, coming down to the, the guest house now. Our Red Bull is sent up because it's a major checkpoint. It's the mm-hmm. last checkpoint before the end of a race. Right. Um, about 70k to go. Um, so I've passed a shish at this point, like right at, right now a k before the checkpoint, and I get to Red Bull, uh, Red Bull tent, start walking up the driveway to go and have an hour sleep that I plan to have. My crew is all cheering. They're like, yeah, we get to have a rest, mm-hmm. get to have a feed. Mm-hmm. Walking up the driveway, Arby comes down and he's like, Matt's, Matt's up there, he's asleep. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I said, see ya. And just I ain't turned sleeping, around watch this, baby. And just walked out, big grin on my face. Everyone's like, are you all right? <laughs> why are you smiling? I said, I'm going to go finish the race. Why, yeah. why sit around here? Yeah. There's only like 70K left. And um, yeah, took off. Five minute Ks again. Beautiful. Oh, you were going for it. Yeah. Down, it was like slightly downhill again. So yeah. what, what <laughs> did, did you like, did it feel like a tactical win? Or was it just, did it feel a little bit lucky? Not lucky. Um, I didn't think he'd stop, but I knew, I had a belief, I believed I could hunt him down. 
Yeah, you thought you were going to catch up to him yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just because I'd have that rest the whole way through. And the fact that you caught up to him when he was asleep was kind of like, well, <laughs> I, I caught him, so. Yeah. And, and then did you like, aha! <laughs> did did you have a chuckle, like a superhero? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Everything sort of fit I'm chuckling as I'm running with you, man. I'm running five five minute kilometers with you as you're doing that. That's cool. Yeah. I'm running into a bit of trouble now. So flying down the hill, good, doing five minute Ks. And I'm feeling this really painful feeling in my foot. And um, it took a couple Ks to work out what it was with me and my crew. But what it was is my the stitching in my shoe had worn out the inner sole in my shoe. Oh. So the stitching was hitting my foot now rubbing against your foot yeah yeah just the friction of the of the strike the these shoes strike. are now done about 800 k's yeah gosh my favorite running shoes at the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had to end up getting the inner soles out of my other spare pair of shoes and putting them in so i was swapping between shoes and each time i just swap inner soles too just because these shoes are so worn now the foam was like really squishy didn't feel really supportive mm. i go to my new pair and they were too supportive yeah so right. I was back and they're forth. not worn in properly yeah, yeah. Different, different make too. Yeah. And I'd, so I was, I was going back and forth between shoes probably every four or five K. Oh, so while. quite frequently. Yeah. Right. And it was it was annoying me because it was slowing me down a lot. Yeah. And I'm very tired and I'm thinking, I'm going to see Matt come running around the corner like Superman. Or like Terminator. A, like a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the visions I'm having. I'm so tired. This is what I'm thinking. Even though it's not, it's impossible because yeah. I'm doing five minute Ks. He must be doing like two minute Ks or something. And he's snoozing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but his crew car's coming, but he's, they've worked out now. Yeah. Or, hey, get up. Yeah. So they were like frantically waking him up. Get ready, Jason's gone. He's gone. Like, what? So they're freaking out. So mm. his crew car's like coming up, checking where I am, going back, coming up, checking where I am, going back. You've got a lot of work to do to catch yeah. her because you just went for it there. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. You, ex you exploited that weakness. I love the strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice, very nice. Um, running down, I'm still freaking out thinking he's going to catch us. Yeah. Um, what, does that, what does that feel like? Just very anxious. Anxious. Like, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it wasn't even a logical thought. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way... It could have happened. Yeah, physically, physically he can't close yeah. that gap on you because no. you've got too much of a jump on the guy. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just freaking out the whole time. Do you know how far ahead you were? Were you ended up um, being like an hour ahead of him? Or? So at the start, I was 2Ks. And um, over the, the course of that 60-metre stretch, up flight stretch again back to the start, mm -hmm. um, grew it to about 15, 20K. Oh, so you really... Yeah, was, so there's no way he's going to close that gap. No. He needs a whole day or two to catch that yeah. gap and close that gap. But I didn't think that. I thought he was going to be slept, rested, and running as fast as me, or faster. That's what I was thinking. Were you visualising in your mind's eye him running like the Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> for no, a good, no chance. For a good two hours, I was thinking that. Yeah, right. right. Um, coming up, we're about... Were you, were you, sorry, were you running faster because of that, or were you just like good. freaking out about it? I felt good. I could I, I could have ran that pace, like I felt that good, but that was just another factor that made me want to go a bit quicker. Mm. But, um, yeah, so five-minute Ks, that far into a race is pretty much unheard of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, everyone was so surprised. Anxiety and panic made yeah. you run fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's a good strategy, having all that rest as well. Yeah, yeah. it worked, it worked. And um, just also the end of the race was coming on, mm. so it's almost finished, you're excited, you just want to get there. You just want to get it over with and get it finished, yeah. So we're coming up, um, pretty much uneventful up this road too, I was just freaking out the whole way. Um, we did get to this part where they just laid uh, bitumen, so it was freshly laid, and um, I didn't want to go around because it was a big detour, yeah. and it wasn't really part of the course, the course was this way. 
So I went this way, running through, my feet are getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Oh, gosh. It's like a 2K stretch. Gosh. I think, oh, damn. Thanks. What is that? It's the tar on the <laughs> road. I'm just running so fast, my feet are burning. <laughs> so get to the other side, and I'm like, okay, I need to rest because it's hot. The sun was out. It was 40 degrees this day. Gosh. Or 38 or something. Oh, the, the bitchman was hot. Um, being awake for days, so body body wasn't regulating temperature yeah, properly. Yeah. Get to the other end, and I've got to sit down. Um, have a feed, I need like 20 minutes, have some water, just fix myself up, sit down, pull my shoes off and they're all melted. Your shoes are melted? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's no grip. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just running on the phone. Because <laughs> all, the, all the tread's gone. And the, on the old shoes? Yes, some of my favourite ones. So now you've got to, they've been sacrificed to the tar. Yeah. Gosh. So yeah, I had to change shoes. So you had guns? You, you had, like, arguments, <laughs> you had doctors, and then now you had a tar pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky enough to swim through it. <laughs> Lucky, is there any crocodiles? No crocodiles. <laughs> Not next time. <laughs> so what happens? You swap your shoes out? Yeah, had a rest. I uh, rehydrated. It's very, uh, it was good timing to do all that. Um, I was probably worse than what I thought I was. Um, I could tell later on. Mm-hmm. From there. Just had a good feed. Had a bit of laugh, good bit of chat. Just uh, freshened up. What did the car, does the car drive over the... Bitchman, or they take the uh, detour? No, they went over the bitchman too. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> yeah. It was all right, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, then um, pretty much just kept going. I went through stages where I was panicked and I hadn't, so I kept thinking that he was going to keep coming at certain stages, and I thought, no, he's not. Then I did, then I didn't. And someone wrote, drove past us in another, just like a spectator, and they're like, oh, he's only 2Ks behind you, but he was 20Ks behind us. But it just but freaked you, me out. You heard that, yeah. yeah and I believed him. And yeah. My crew's going, no, he's not really. Don't believe him. You know, just, just slow down. Have like, you ever been chased in your life before? <laughs> yeah. Because that's that's what yeah. it is, right? You feel you've been chased. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Like he's going to catch you, and like, <laughs> like I don't know. I've been chased a couple of times before by a dog. I've yeah. been chased a few times by magpies. That's like oh, yeah. creates anxiety <laughs> and panic, right? For the people that don't know, Google that. You'll yeah. see. Yeah, gosh, but that's that's what it was, right? You felt like you'd been chased. Yeah, just for little periods. Yeah. But yeah. Then I realised that I was being silly. But then we come on again, just because of fatigue, I think. So now you you change your wheels out. Yep. H- how are the new shoes? Because you said they're not quite worn in. They're all right. They're just a bit stiff. Yeah. yeah. A bit hard on the feet. So you got a little bit of work to do in the next how many kilometres to go? It must be 50, um, 60 k's to go? Probably not even now. Probably maybe only 20, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, met some school kids. Just got off their bus. They raced me for about 300 metres. People like six-year-olds. <laughs> nice. That was fun. That's fun, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good just to... High-fiving the kids. Yeah. And, yeah. Pick up their energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just good. It was good to see the locals along the way. They'd mm-hmm. come out and talk to you and try and give you food and stuff. Are you back in sort of civilization as you're coming towards the end? Yeah. A few towns. Yeah, nice. Rural area, so, yeah. Nice, nice. And the last 10K was all uphill. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Uphill. Gosh, <laughs> it's just really steady, slight incline, so it was annoying. You could you could just run or you could walk. Yeah. Did you so, walk any or did you did you yeah, run the whole way? Walk the whole way. Yeah, I'm gassed, man. That's yeah. it. That's like, all I got. I'm done. Um, I'm gonna make make it within about six pm, which was like twelve hours before we had to be there. You were twelve hours ahead of the time. Almost, yeah, just short of. Wow, that's a long way. So my aim was about six pm. Yeah. And I made it at six nineteen. Wow, so you're really close yeah. to your timings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So all that time, all the timings and the preparations that you did in the lead up were oh, on, the, on the money. The second one I made. Yeah. Which was during the race, just because of the, first the storm. Then the storm yeah. threw it all out yeah, like the, that. The original schedule was blown way out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I can share that. So, so tell me, what what's it like as you as you come towards the finish line? You just went you went straight there just yeah. now, but 
in the lead up to it? Do, like, can you see it? Or is it around a winding road? What does it um, look like? What's the finish yeah, line? So look it's like? just like a 10k road straight up to this, uh, like a shanty stupa. It's like a little temple thing up there. Mm-hmm. And um, had all the support crew walking with me now, all the kids that had ran. So there's like 15 people in my little group just mm-hmm. marching up this street. All the locals are like, what's going on here? An entourage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like for the last three Ks. Nice. Yeah. And nice. Um, So how many people working with you? 20, 30 people? Yeah. With the that. kids and stuff yeah. and the locals and that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. It's good to have them up with me on, on the last bit too. Mm-hmm. I was going to take the Australian flag. Yeah, but um, I didn't. I decided not to because my crew was from all over the world. Yeah, right. So it was like this was a real uh, team effort. This race it wasn't really individual. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't take that across the line, but that's my reasoning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, got to the finish line, and I f- got there, finished it. And what, what is the finish line? Is there a ribbon? Is okay, it a Red Bull tent? What is? So what does it look like? We're up at the um, at Shanny Stupa now, and it's just like a ribbon, heaps of people around. Red Bull were there. All the media, crew, the media, yeah. yeah. All the race officials. Mm-hmm. Pretty big, pretty big. It's a big thing, yeah, yeah. Got there, went through the finish line. Did you jog? I did, yeah. You yeah, jogged yeah. a little. You jogged yeah, over the finish so line. So I jogged the last fifty meters. Yeah, nice. So I had to. You yeah, have to, you have to do that. You have to run. <laughs> <laughs> you can't walk across the finish. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I did that. But it was weird because it didn't really sink in. It was just like. Yeah. Well, that's it. Where's the next 100 Ks? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird, hey? like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I'm, not, I'm not an emotional finisher. Like, a lot of people like, cry or break down or be really excited. I just you didn't like, feel like that? No. Like it, it, pro- it hadn't sunk in either. And, um, Did you feel relieved? Yeah. I still had a lot of energy, though. Yeah, right. So That's because you'd been chased for the last <laughs> 40, 40 <Yeah>. kilometres, <laughs> even though you're 20 kilometres ahead of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah... Um, Honestly, at that stage, I felt like if I had to, I could run another hundred k's. Yeah, well, just I probably I don't know if I could have. You could get the triple six, mate. That, yeah. That's the devil's <laughs> race. That one. It is. Yeah. Or uh, go for like a thousand k or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so what happens at the end? The the officials are there. With everyone's congratulating you. Yeah. Is, so is there a bottle of champagne to pop the cork? It was really weird because I'm sort of just standing there and they're all gathering around. They're all clapping and cheering. And I'm like, thanks. And I'm just like, what am I meant to do? I didn't know what to do. Had you ever won a race before? Uh, not with a crowd like that. Yeah, but, um, but you've won before, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, not that sort of race either. Not where you've run for days or... And you at the end now, there's yeah. all these people around. So, I didn't really know what to do. I was like, thanks everyone. Sweet, thank yeah. you. Thank you, shake hands, shake <laughs> hands. I thought it would be like nice and quick and it'll like just stand around and be just clapping. Yeah. It was really weird. I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. I'm saying it's like... <laughs> Okay. I thought about Sweet. everything, including winning, but after winning, I'd never thought about any of that. It's almost like sounding really awkwardly and stuff. Okay. Mental note, watch more Formula One, what happens when they win the race and they well, go out it. there and they jump on the podium and do all those things. That's what you're going to do, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Next time. So, so was, there, was there some media taking photos and, and um, doing some video? Their media crew was there. Red Bull was there. Congratulated me. All my crew came up. Um, individual congratulations and stuff with mm-hmm. everyone that was there, pretty much. So, like... 50, 60 people. Mm-hmm. Um, then they presented the trophy on stage. I just gave a quick, like, 60 or maybe two minute speech. Yeah, say so thank you to everybody and stuff um, like that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So I'd have, because I was awake so long, my immune system was down. So I'd have ulcers in my mouth. Oh. And I couldn't speak. Right. I can, my mouth was swollen, my tongue was swollen just because of the distance, mm. dehydration, everything as well. Mm-hmm. So I found it really hard to speak. Mm. It was like a little, little, little speak like Yeah, because your mouth's swollen. Yeah. yeah. So. Do they bag you up? They put an IV in you? No, no. I didn't. Just uh, have a drink I think of water. I think that's all right, yeah. yeah it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, so I gave a quick speech. Didn't speak too much because I couldn't speak. And um, that was pretty much it. Went and had pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they said, oh, what's next? What's next? And I said, pizza. Did you drink a beer? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Did you drink alcohol? No, I don't. No, you drink alcohol? No. You didn't have one celebratory beer? No, I didn't. I should have. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. You know, I don't drink no, beer. No, I should have, yeah. yeah. I never really understood that at the Formula One. They have champagne after they've been driving cars. <laughs> don't drink and drive. Like That never makes any sense to me, how yeah. they have alcohol. Why is alcohol always associated with winning? Yeah, it's a funny yeah. part of our it culture. Is, yeah. like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So what happened that night? Like those, so you, you're, you're other number two and number three, they come across the line. Do you see them come across the line? What yeah, happens? so they're still coming. I'll go and have dinner with everyone. Um... Then we decide, some of the guys decide to ride back up because they had motorbikes to the finish line. And um, then I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go up too. So I, so I decided to jog up. <laughs> so How I far j- was it? Probably about 5k. <laughs> a small jog. How's your body feeling after? I think the adrenaline and everything is just... Oh, you're still, keep, you're still okay? Yeah, yeah. Wow, amazing. So I started jogging up and unfortunately I missed him crossing the line. Ah. So I was a bit late. So the guys coming back down their bikes foot past me and they're like, whoa, and they stopped. I'm like, what are you doing? So I'm going to see Matt finish. You're going, oh, I just finished. You missed him. Ah. Why are you running up here? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and um, went back uh, back to the hotel. We just sat around and chatted and that. And then um, Ashish came in next, so we made sure we were up there on time. Yeah, and you saw, did yeah. both of you go down there or just on your own? Um, I was up there by myself with uh, Craig and that, yep. the medic guy. And um, yeah, we just congratulated him. Yeah, him very across. nice. Very and nice. I went and had a sleep. And how many people finished in you? And just the three of you? Oh, uh, yeah, five, 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 only three finishes. How many people went in that? Um, not many. It was only There was 17 invited, but I think there was only six of us at the starting line. Yeah. Yeah, so very small. But um, there was a, a Polish guy, guy from Poland, the American guy, myself, and the rest were the Indian locals. Yeah, yeah right. Wow. Yeah. What did you learn about yourself when you finished? Um, well, I can do anything, pretty much, yeah. Um, human, human endurance is incredible. It is a support as well. Like, mm. if support's there, use it. Yeah. Like, um, that was a big thing when I went through depression back in the day. I didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't take up any support. I just I thought I did it all myself. Mm-hmm. So, that's what another thing what I like about the, the running community. There's a lot of support in that. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to promote now and inspire people about. Mm-hmm. That um, you don't have to do everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can use that. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Congratulations, mate. <laughs> well you. done. That Jeez. is an epic, monumental <laughs> achievement. And, I think it's uh, still sinking in. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still sinking in for me as well. When you reached out for me and, and you told me about the fact that you did that, you, you, you floored me. Yeah. And, you know, I've been doing this go all in thing for a little while now and, and I've seen and spoken to all sorts of incredible people, man, but that actually takes the cake. And I, I can't think, I don't know what you guys and girls watching this are, are thinking and maybe you as well, Jace is, I can't think of anything that would be harder than that that you chose to do by choice. Yeah. You know, there's there's difficult things that people go through in life, but often that's not by choice, whether that's circumstance or loss or things like that. But, my God, choosing to run 500 kilometres, 555 kilometres, and then winning and then going, oh, I'll go run up the hill again. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so for the people that are, are, are watching, here we are. How long has it been since you've uh, won the race? It's been three weeks, right? Yeah, three weeks tomorrow. So today, as we're filming here in Sydney, it is a Thursday. And on Sunday, you're leaving for Turkey? Um, Wednesday. On Wednesday, Wednesday next yep. week, leaving for Turkey. So, yep. 
to run a hundred kilometers. Yeah, just a small one this time. Just a little one, <laughs> just a small sprint, a hundred kilometers over there in in Turkey. That's going to be a little bit of fun. You're looking yeah. forward to that? Very, yeah, very good. Um, yeah. Very excited for it. Yeah. yeah. What about your headspace about running a hundred kilometers after doing such a big thing? That does it seem easy? Does it? So it's um, still not easy. It's still really hard. It's still hard. It seems easy at the moment looking at it, but on the, when I get into it, it'll be a lot harder. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm ready for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What? I feel like I'm going to ask a boneheaded question. I'm going to ask it anyway. What about your fitness after running 500 kilometers like that? What What happens to it? Does it? Has it improved? Is it? Is it better? Is it worse? Like what happens? I'm really interested to see the physiology of. Yep. You going to run another hundred kilometers now? Will you be faster, stronger, fitter? Um, or will you be the same? What is I'm it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure on recovery time. Mm, it's hard to know, right? Yeah. So, well, probably a bit soon. This race, to be honest, probably a bit soon after the five, five, five. But we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I think I'm capable of doing it. I might just pull up with a few more niggles and have to be a bit more careful after. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you've pulled up with no injuries after that. Correct, yeah. And, and what's the recovery time like? You said you had a, a whole week off, right? Yeah, so I had uh, one week where I just sat around home, slept, and just ate and stuff. Did you eat any more pizza? Yeah. You did? <laughs> yeah. Pizza is the go-to to refuel that body and get that body fat back on you as you need it, right, to do those races. I won't tell you what I ate. <laughs> Maybe another time. Maybe another for another episode. Yeah. Good one, good one. All right, Jason, we've been going nearly two hours here, mate, but that's, uh, that story definitely needs two hours worth of expla- explanation. Congratulations, mate. That is a monumental achievement. Well done. That's the inaugural race isn't it is there yeah. another one next year yeah so it's originally going to be a one-off as a 10-year anniversary yep. but because three people finished it and there's a lot of interest in it now they're going to continue it on and i've got to ask are you going to do it again uh not next year next year i'm set on utmb which is a big europe race a race yep. in europe um i'm going to take a team over next year to Vart ultra mm-hmm. but just as a coach and a support person yeah right yeah. sounds awesome mate. get someone else to do it <laughs> watch watch somebody else suffer and hallucinate <laughs> sounds good Well, there you have it, folks. If you want to connect with Jason, just take a little peek at your phone and all of the links to his website and socials are right there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll down and all of the details are right there in the show notes as well. Now, if you've got a message or some feedback for the show, you can reach out via the Go All In socials or you can send me an email at any time. Just visit goallin.com.au to find out more. And if you're interested in learning more about the masterclass that I've launched recently, just visit goallin.com.au forward slash masterclass. Well, that wraps it up for the show today. So whatever it is that you're working on, whatever you're doing, get busy, get to it and go all in. I'll see you next time.